Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Sports Drive. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go, and it's jockjournal.com. Listening to Jack Journal Radio. And now it is time for the Sports Drive. Your host, Josh Lopez, will be taking calls for the next two hours. And his co-host, Sean Mann, will be giving you up-to-date news direct from JockJournal.com. So get on the line and become a Jock Star. Everybody, welcome another week here on Jock Journal Radio as we present the Sports Drive with Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. Let's get the particulars out of the way. We're live every Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, which makes it 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. in the Central. If you live in the West or anywhere else, figure it out for yourself. We have open phone lines for you. Hey, somebody moving something in there? Hey, me. I'm perfectly still. Uh, it wasn't me. It's Sean. So, uh, anyway, we got open phone lines for you at 602-753-1743. Let's get that number at 602-753-1743. You can also hit up our text line at 77948. Uh, you can do that as well. Seven seven nine four eight. Um, also, you can follow us on Twitter at DotSportsRiver at Twitter at DotSportsRiver. SWC Josh Lopez at Sean Man. SWR at Frank Sprinkle at Jock JRL Frank. Uh, we got a lot to get to. We're going to talk about the NFL games. We're not going to go through everyone in my new details, so we, I put it in separate boxes. I'll have the separate Ethiopia recap with myself after the first update of the day. Uh, we'll have the bash hour at the top of the hour with Snowman, and of course we'll uh, go into the third hour uh, talk about uh, basically Hayward goes to Chicago Cubs, its impact on the National League and we'll also be finishing out our top five list for the best current teams in all the, all the sports right now uh, and then we'll wrap it up with a preview for the Giants Dolphins News Fest that's going to happen tonight at Sunlight Stadium <laughs> Um, so with that said, uh, let's introduce the cast and game here. Uh, let's start with whoever was b- making all the ruckus in the background. 
I think it was I mean, our historian man, Sean. What's going on, buddy? First off, I feel embarrassed that that if it was me that uh, made that noise. I my apologies to everybody. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Monday, December fourteenth, two thousand fifteen. Like Josh said, it is episode nineteen of the Sports Drive. Doing well. It is very, very uh, cold, but we don't have any snow on the ground. It just doesn't feel like December. Doesn't feel like Christmas without any snow. But doing okay in general there, Josh and Frank. How are you both doing? And how is the weather out there? Well, the winter, the weather is kind of doomy outside, so it's going to be the same thing for the big wind. Speaking of the big wind, let's bring him in. Gale Force One. The guy from Blue Bumblebee, Indiana, the big wing. That's right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Blue Bumblebee, Indiana. Of course, to you, Josh. Hey, let me ask you that noise we heard. Uh, <laughs> let me just say, I'm the big. You you call me the big wind, but I can assure you that uh, sound of wind, or at least what sounded like wind, was not me. But do you know what it sounded like, dude? Let me ask you. Which so, one hey, of hey, you hey it sounded. It, hey, it sounded like a gale force coming through Quarter Lane, Idaho. <laughs> Let me ask you, Sean, are you airborne? Sean, are you airborne? Are you in a plane? No, I'm not airborne. I'm just right, and I'm just fine and natural. Oh, jeez. It it sounds like you're doing this show from an open-air airplane. (laughs) That's terrible. Are you about to go? Terrible. Sean, Sean, let me ask you this. Listen, listen, I know your bowling is not necessarily the best. What are you doing? Taking up skydiving now? Once I get that aim, fig- once I get my aim figured out with bowling, then I won't have to ever hear the end of it. <laughs> my aim. Yeah, I didn't aim the ball away. Hey, let's fix on the gutter ball first, then we can proceed for you getting strikes oh, and stuff. Gosh. There's just that he'd be thinking here. My advice is bowl sober. Ahead, bowl sober. Jeez. Um, you can follow our Tom Foolery here on John Jordan Radio or also on iTunes, Sports Drive Podcast, if you ever miss an episode here. Um, we like to have some fun, lay back, pretend this is like a back porch sports conversation, like we're sitting next to you and talking sports. Uh, we, we're not, we don't take it too seriously. We do have hard-hate discussions at times, but we're not a politically correct uh, sports talk radio show. So we like to have That's fun, true. bust each other's shops and all that fun stuff. So if you have anything you need to say, if you want to, if you want to go on a rant or soliloquy about your teams, whether they did something you liked or something you hated, give us a call. We'd like to hear from you. Special to all three of us here, and we'll keep you on. Telephone number is 602-753-1743. Um, I guess we could start off with a couple games here. Uh, also, if you want to chime in with any questions you have, you could hit up our text line. It's 77948. Type in the word text, space it in your message, or send an email to josh at jackjournal.com. All right, boys, let's get this started. Uh, I'm going to start off with this first game here. We'll not go on too much about this game because I thought it was utterly boring. Um, boring. The Patriots routes the Houston Texans yesterday on Sunday Night Football. 27-6. I was watching TLC last night, a very enjoyable pay-per-view. I did not watch one second of this football game, and I'm glad I didn't because this was a complete and utter snooze fest. <laughs> the Patriots are now 11-2. and 
uh, bounced it back after the two-game losing streak, and now they are heading back home as they take on the Tennessee Titans next week. Let's start off with a big win here. Uh, buddy, uh, what was your thoughts on the game last time between the Patriots and the Texans? So this is the best NBC could have given us. They flexed it. They, listen, they flexed one meaningless game out, uh, Seattle-Baltimore, which was a blowout in itself to give us what would be a blowout between Houston and New England. All right, if you saw the second half of this game, and, Sean, you're, you watch this game just as much as I did. Um, I know, Josh, you had your full wrestling obligation. Didn't this game seem like sack attack? You know what I found amazing about this game? And it's not much the Patriots winning. Look, the Patriots clinching a playoff spot. Look, the Patriots are supposed to clinch a playoff spot. Whippily diddly do. Who gives the Beavers damn? The Patriots are in the playoffs. That's expected. <laughs> but, guys, you know what I found really odd about this game? Is JV, J.D. Von Clowney had ex, actually played last night. I, this guy has been hurt. I mean, goodness, this guy has been in pain. Sometimes I'm wondering if he has literally a cane. But Clowney, I mean, my goodness, he played excellent. He had seven tackles, two for a loss, and two quarterback sacks. I got to tell you, Javion Clowney, I mean, my goodness. So he actually played last night, finally. I mean, this it, it took the entire nation for him to see to realize that Javion Clowney was for real. Hey, Sean, let me ask you this. Did this game look like uh, look like a game in it within itself, sack attack? But it, cause it, because it seemed that uh, both Brady and Hoyer were being sacked at once every five plays. Frank, uh, good question, uh, since we want to make this uh, very quick. And that is, is that with New England taking on Houston, there was a defensive battle that happened for a while. There was sacks going back and forth. New England Patriots, yeah, the Pats had six sacks last night. The Texans had three sacks last night. This was a defensive battle and stuff, too. The time I got really nervous, gentlemen, is what have I've always been saying the Patriots have had a little bit of trouble with the last few weeks, their special teams. When there was a fumble and the Texans recovered, I was like, oh, here we go again. I said, I've seen this movie the last two weeks. I said, you guys cannot be fumbling it on special teams. They didn't. They held Houston to two field goals, kept them out. The Patriots looked like, in my opinion, a team that was ready to play. They were disappointed with the way the last two weeks had been for them. They had lost to Denver because of special teams, uh, the special teams blunder, and then they choked that game away. And, and then, of course, the same thing with Philadelphia. They choked the game away, and then they were down 35-14, and that's how they lost, sure, by a touchdown, but still – they still looked like a team that was ready to go yesterday. You could see it in them. And when Gronkowski comes back, that was good. He was ready to play. Huge oh, win boy. for New England. The Patriots needed this game because there was a lot of things that went in their favor, but we'll get to it when we get there with the other teams, Josh and Frank. But this was a game that they were ready to play. For Houston, you better start, you know, go back. Look at the tape against New England and then focus on the tape for the next opponent this week, which is a key matchup in the AFC South. Huge for the division, pretty much, between Indianapolis and Houston. This AFC South is very bad right now when you look at the standings for all four teams. I got to tell you, well, you mentioned the name Robert. That's terrible. Yeah, I know. It is terrible. It's terrible. That AFC South is utterly pathetic. By the way, Eventually, I want to hear it's terrible from you, Chuck, about the NFC East. 
But Rob Gronkowski, here's a guy you mentioned, Sean. That's terrible. Rob Gronkowski, wait, wait, wait. Chuck, I beg to defer. Rob Gronkowski is not terrible. How could you say Gronk is terrible considering that... With one beer? Two beers? Three beers? A shot of whiskey? A margarita? And a bloody Mary? I'm itching inside. My liver's all twisted up. But you know what I did? I took Deborah, went to the liquor store, I loaded up with alcohol, more specifically vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. So that's what, so that's Gronk's Wait, wait, so is that Gronk's secret in terms of healing? All that booze? Holy yes. smoke. Well, yes. I, well, but hey, <laughs> hey, then you know what? It worked because he had four receptions for 87 yards and one touchdown. And, of course, he wasn't active for the game against Philadelphia. Whether or not you had Gronk against Philadelphia last week, I don't think the Patriots would have won that game, perhaps. Well, all right, actually, I'll take that back. They probably would have won that game because it was actually a lot closer than we thought. So, you know what? If you have Gronk in the Patriots lineup, they win. But you know what? Here's the thing about Rob Gronkowski. Anytime he is a go-to target for Tom Brady, that can be deadly right there. As a matter of fact, uh, if you take a look at what Rob Gronkowski can do for New England Patriots, you if you're the opposing team fan, if you're a fan of the opposing team, you're probably going to want to consume a lot of alcohol. And by the way, you mentioned, I'm hearing Stone Cold mention all that booze and he's a Texan. Dude, why are the feeling these Houston Texan fans were probably consuming that much alcohol after this game because they were given a golden opportunity well, uh, with the Colts losing, well, I, I and they couldn't get it done. I could tell because I've seen some of the highlights of the game, and they could they didn't make one peek. I could hear a damn pin drop at that damn stadium last night. Anyway, they were boozing. We move on here. We, yeah, we, we have to. We move on here. The Texans Let's move, on. Let's move, on. move down to six. Six and seven now, and they're tied for first place at the AFC South. With the Colts, will be oh, a star in this uh, this week's Ethiopia recap segment. Anyway, let's move on here. Uh, we have the Oakland Raiders beating the Denver Broncos and handing Brock Osweiler his first loss as an NFL quarterback. As the Raiders win fifteen to twelve. Really quickly, let's start off with Sean Mann, the historian man. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Uh, this was a game that Denver had a big opportunity to gain. They could have easily picked up ground. They should have beaten the Oakland Raiders yesterday. And if you're the Broncos, you're fed up with the fact that if you just only kick field goals, you can't win it with the field goals. I thought when it was 12 nothing, I honestly thought, Josh and Frank, that this game was mm-hmm. over with. I thought Denver was going to win this one. I come back and do uh, doing some Christmas shopping, you know, coming back from, you know, just going out for a while. Come back, see Oakland's up 15-12, and I thought, really? I was just really surprised. I, I, again, I think everybody was surprised. Nobody expected that Oakland would go in there and win against Denver. So the Broncos lost a game they need to win. And, of course, Osweiler loses his first game ever as an NFL quarterback. Now, with Denver – they know very well to obtain the number two seed. Uh, of course, yes, you have to battle it out with New England. A lot of things can happen in the next three weeks, but they know 
that they have to hold off uh, not just New England, but Cincinnati. Huge loss for Denver. This was a game that Bronco fans are probably getting up this morning, get, going to work and scratching their heads saying, how in the heck do we lose this game to Oakland? For the Raiders, you just keep your slight playoff hopes alive, even though I don't see the Oakland Raiders making it in, even in as an AFC wild card. But you know what's impressed me about Oakland, though, gentlemen, is that they've improved a lot this year. This is a team that looks a lot different. They're trying to build for the future. They're a lot better than they were than last year. Uh, for me, I, I thought uh, the game was all right. I mean, uh, Derek Carr, you know, a lot of people say playing at Denver is not easy. It's not easy to pick up victories at this stage, especially with the environment, just the overall, just the whole altitude and all that type of stuff. Um, you know, it's kind of a good uh, statement victory there for a young rookie, not a rookie, but a younger quarterback in this league. And um, I, I was impressed with what I saw yesterday. Uh, obviously, Charles Wilson and uh, Malcolm Smith the Khalil Mack are a great unit with their defense the Raiders. They got a nice nucleus. I just think they, would, they need some more quality leadership when it comes at the wide receiver position, and, and then they could take that next step. But I like what I saw from the Raiders yesterday. How about you, Big One? Those receivers really suck. <laughs> really. Send me to the Denver Broncos receiving core. Catch the football. We saw it at a key uh, opportunity from Demarius Thomas. Uh, we saw Vernon Davis, the former 49er, let one slip. Uh, if you look at Brock Osweiler, this guy actually has played very well. And you can tell by uh, the turnovers. The turnovers have been minimal. Obviously, he's committing his, his share of interceptions, 5-3. to three. Uh, I guess the good news, uh, as far as Brock Osweiler goes, uh, you didn't throw a touch. Uh, you didn't throw an interception, but the bad news is, at the same time, you didn't throw a touchdown pass. But the problem is, look, these Denver Whites—they got to catch the ball. Brock Osweiler, I thought, played uh, somewhat impressive, considering he threw for 308 yards. But this game could have been easily different if these Bronco receivers can hold on to the football. If they hold on to the football, there's an excellent chance. As a matter of fact, it doesn't surprise me if Denver wins. But you know what? We can't take anything away from the Oakland Raiders here. I want to ask you guys a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raiders, it's been a team of struggles. Sure, they have won very few games over the last few years. They've defeated the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, it seems that they've, that they've won a lot of their games against the Chiefs in terms of their division over the last few years. But going into Denver, a team that, okay, no Peyton Manning, but still a pretty good team. Brock Osweiler handling the helm, looking pretty solid himself. Division leader, one of the best teams in the AFC. How convincing is this for the Oakland Raiders in their future? Because I think, while Oakland's not going to the playoffs, trust me, they're not going to be in the postseason. I think a win like this can certainly propel them for what can be a future success here. And I think things are starting to look uh, upbeat uh, for the Raiders' future beyond 2015. Before we get into that, we got a breaking news story. Um, breaking news. New England Patriots. Uh, I got this from Ian Rappaport. Uh Patriots safety Devin McCourty suffered a sprained ankle. Um, x-rays were negative, um, but it's nothing that was causing them to miss the playoffs. So uh, Devin McCourty sprains his ankle, but probably will be out for the rest of the regular season. So 
Uh, not not too serious of an injury, but an injury nonetheless. Anyway, uh, let's let's move on to. I'll oh, answer oh. your question here. Yeah, I'll answer your well, question. Well, go ahead. Yeah, make it quick. Okay. Uh, sign of things to come for Oakland. Uh, they're not all the way there yet, Josh and Frank. But, but hopefully maybe the future can start getting bright for them. So hopefully they can try to be a team that can bring playoff football back to Oakland. How do we know it's Oakland? Yeah, that's true. How do we know it could be Oakland, Oakland or or yeah. maybe Los Angeles? Good point there, Frank. Good correction. Yeah, this is going to be very interesting. No, no, it's going to be very interesting what happens. Um, next one here we have the um, Pittsburgh Steelers beating the Cincinnati Bengals thirty-three to twenty. Uh, Andy Dalton left earlier in the game with a broken thumb, and looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Um, I I picked Pittsburgh. I'm not impressed by the Bengals. I haven't been this whole year. Um. Unfortunately, it had to come to the circumstance that Andy Dalton injured, but either way, I thought this team was going to crumble like they usually do. But uh, Pittsburgh won, and they're 8-5 now, and they seem to be climbing back up to the races. Uh, with this injury now, I would not be surprised if the Steelers came back and actually won this division. Let's start off with the big win here. Whoa, so you think the Steelers are going to win this division still? Yeah. Well... It's hard not to make that argument. Uh, take a look at where Oakland, or pardon me, I don't Oakland. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, they stand at 8-5. and five. Okay, they're on the outside looking in uh, by one spot in the playoff picture. But the Cincinnati Bengals are 10-3, and three, like the Denver Broncos. Now, I'm not trying to look ahead uh, to the upcoming schedule as far as the Bengals, but there is one game that you do have to circle here in terms of what could potentially be uh, devastating here for the Bengals. They they host the 49ers next week, even without Andy Dalton, by all intents and purposes. Uh, the, the Bengals should be heavily favored in that game. But what about the following week? It's a Monday night game, and uh, Josh, I know these Monday night games haven't been to your um, satisfaction as of late. But they do go to Denver and play the Broncos on the 28th. So we're talking about, and you can imagine that obviously Andy Dalton is not going to be available for that game. As a matter of fact, he's out for the season. That's not going to be surprising. But they go to Denver. We could be seeing, you know what, think about this, guys. Think about this for a moment. That game on the 28th, a month ago we were circling it as Peyton Manning's Broncos going up against uh, Andy Dalton's Bengals. This could be... A.J. McCarron's Bengals against Brock Osweiler's Broncos. Uh, listen, the fact is, Andy Dalton has been a tremendous leader for the team. I've been impressed with what he has meant for the Bengals this season, but the fact is, you now lose a big component of your team, and that is your leader, your quarterback. Uh, Andy Dalton's injury should be of great concern. Now, A.J. McCarron, listen, he's the guy we've seen him in games before until yesterday, but he's never started a game. A.J. McCarron's got the opportunity of a lifetime because, listen, while he may not be a ba- the starter of this team in the future, it's AJ, it's, it's, it's Andy Dalton's team, clearly. A.J. McCarron, you know, there are other teams that are looking out for a quarterback. A.J. McCarron can not only lead this team, but he can also lead his own 
future as an NFL quarterback by potentially playing well over these next few weeks. And who knows, maybe getting a job somewhere else as a starter. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens to the Bengals here. Very interesting. Sean? I have to say that with this loss for Cincinnati, uh, I have to agree with you in part there, Josh, that the Pittsburgh Steelers have an advantage to possibly still win the AFC North division because Andy Dalton's got to be healthy for him. And with Andy Dalton hurting his thumb yesterday, that is a huge loss for the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think with Bengal fans, I think the mindset of this team is, I think that what we have to uh, know and what we have to realize is that the Bengals are a team and I'm sure Bengal fans are saying, okay, they're going to make the playoffs, but then it's like, oh, here we go again. If we get there and Andy Dalton's there or not, can we actually win a playoff game? So, uh, you know, now you're beginning. I It'll be interesting to see when we get to playoff time and when Cincinnati comes up, who I decide to pick. Because the last couple of years, gentlemen, I've always picked the Bengals to go into a playoff game. I usually pick them to win, but then they end up losing. So I've been wrong the last couple of years. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, though, this team, I, I saw it um, yesterday where they were talking on Football Night in America. Tony Dungy said it best that the team right now that is playing, this was the postgame recap, that is starting to play well and even the pregame, is the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Pittsburgh Steelers are still a team that looks like they are on fire right now. But remember this. They're battling it out in a very tight AFC. They've got the Jets that they're battling, and I know we'll get to them in a little bit. They've got other teams that they're battling with, but Pittsburgh still knows that, hey, they're not thinking wild card. They're still realizing, Josh and Frank, with a few weeks left to go, there is still a lot of time to win the AFC North division. For Cincinnati, you better hope and pray that you hold off the Steelers, and you better hope and pray that you can try to get one of those big seeds in the AFC. Start if not, going to church. If not, if not, you're gonna they're gonna be in serious trouble come playoff time. And then the questions will start being raised about why this team can't win the game. Then you know what I'm gonna call them? I'm gonna call the Bengals the playoff laughing stock. Okay? They're good in the season, but what can they do in the playoffs? They can just be this laughing stock team in uh, playoffs. I'm sorry, Cincinnati Bengal fans. I have to admit that to you. And I'm sure, Josh, you've got a little bit... Well, Josh, you were talking about how you're not impressed with what you've seen by the Bengals, and then you've always said, yeah, but what can the Bengals do in the postseason? A team that's not won a playoff game since January of 1991. It's not only the playoffs, but it's just against good teams. I mean, they lose all the time, whether it's a primetime game or just a regular home game against good teams. I mean, it's the same talk dance with the Bengals. It's not just the whole playoff scenario. This goes during the regular season. It goes over people's heads because they got this obsession about how Andy Dalton is such an elite quarterback and all this stuff. But it's not true. He plays uh, he plays good against teams that he should be, and then he comes under he, – he plays small to the other teams. But um, I'm not surprised by what I saw yesterday. I feel bad that the guy got injured, but – We'll, we'll see what happens with the Bengals as we move on here. Uh, we got one more game before we head to our first update of the day. Uh, it's let's Sean McCoy make his return to Philadelphia as the Bills lose to the Eagles, twenty-three to twenty. The Bills are now six and seven. It's also the Philadelphia Eagles. The Bills, the 
traveling back home next week, and the Eagles. Eagles are at home against the Arizona Cardinals next Sunday on Sunday Night Football. Uh, my thoughts on this game, gentlemen, was Sean McCoy did not back up his word during the uh, week up during practice and run his mouth. He kissed the field at Lincoln Financial Field, but didn't do anything after that. But Sean McCoy's attitude will get in the way of the Bills' success because he's not a leader. He's an egomaniac. I totally <laughs> agree with Herm Edwards. This guy is a selfish, egotistical nimrod, and I'm not, I'm not surprised, and I could be happier that the Eagles won yesterday. Let's start off with the big win here. Yeah, I heard. The Sean McCoy is a, what was that word, a nimrod? Yeah, a nimrod. Yeah, that's a nimrod, whatever that means. Guys, let me ask you this question, seriously. I still see the sky above above the clouds, I... Don't think the temperature is 32 degrees and and falling in hell right now. But have the Philadelphia Eagles won two straight after that debacle on Thanksgiving Day in Detroit? Did we honestly think it was possible? Uh, possible for them to, first of all, beat the Patriots and to a lesser extent the Buffalo Bills? I got to tell you, this was a pretty darn good football game here. But do you get the sense that maybe, just maybe, what happened on Thanksgiving Day in Detroit has really uh, given this Philadelphia Eagles a 180-degree mindset because they're certainly playing like it. I mean, Thanksgiving Day and before that, this Eagle team, they were a disaster. They were a wreck. They were dropping. It was actually nothing but bird droppings left and right. But I got to tell you, this Philadelphia Eagles team, what is shocking about them is that how they bounce back from this Thanksgiving Day loss. Where we're talking about, oh, Chip Kelly, this guy's got to go. He may go still. It wouldn't surprise me if he does go. But they have definitely been able to turn it around. Guys, how shocking is it that the Eagles have won two straight? For me, I'm in shock. I I need to be treated for shock therapy here, guys. (laughs) I'm going to make this quick because, like Josh pointed out, we have to go to the update. let Let me just get a little bit into this game. Eagles winning, huge. Why? Because now you're tied with the Redskins at 6-7. and seven. And like Chris Collinsworth said last night on the Sunday night game, there are a lot of 6-7 and seven teams battling it out. Now, like I said, next few weeks are going to be interesting. And uh, right now, Eagles and Redskins is a toss-up right now in the division. Buffalo Bills, you know, they're 6-7. and seven. I'm counting them out. I don't think the Buffalo Bills will make the playoffs. Keep the playoff drought going. Rex Ryan had said in his press conference when he was hired back in January that he guaranteed this year that the Buffalo Bills would be a playoff team. They're not all the way there, but maybe we're starting to see maybe signs of improvement for them. But every time I say that, just like with the Bengals, uh, the Bills fall apart. Because every time they get off to these good starts, everybody's like saying, oh, playoff football is back in Buffalo. They're going to be a good team. But then uh, they don't do it. So on that note, uh, great win for the Eagles. And I'm saying the Buffalo Bills are out. And then I'd say it's pretty much a two-team race between Washington and Philadelphia. But we'll save the Giants and the Dolphins when we get there. Uh, then now we're going to head to our first update of the day. This update is brought to you by JockJournal.com. Go to JockJournal.com for your best NFL news, opinions, and uh, analysis in the world of professional football. With that said, let's go to the first update of the day with Sean Mann, our historian. Uh, 
All right, Josh, thank you very much. It is Monday, December 14, 2015, in the National Hockey League. Here's the action from yesterday. The Islanders shut out the Devils 4-0, the Avalanche over the Blues 3-1, and lastly, the Chicago Blackhawks. They've been playing better hockey of late. They win 4-0 against the Vancouver Canucks. Tonight, there will be five games on the National League Hockey League where the puck will drop. Tonight will be the Oilers at the Bruins, Capitals at Penguins, Lightning at Blue Jackets, Kings at Senators, and lastly, the Sabres. They will take on the Detroit Red Wings. In the NBA, here's the action that we have for yesterday. The Suns over the Timberwolves 108-101, to the Heat 100, Grizzlies 97, Raptors 96-76ers, Continue to have a disastrous record, 76, and they drop overall right now to 1-24. and 24. That is correct, 1-24. and 24. Thunder over the Jazz, 104-98, and that's the recap for Sunday's action. For tonight in the National Basketball Association, Raptors at the Pacers, Magic at the Nets, Clippers at Pistons, Heat at Hawks, 76ers at Bulls, Wizards at Grizzlies. The game on NBA TV tonight will feature the Suns taking on the Mavericks, Jazz at the Spurs, Rockets at the Nuggets, and lastly, it'll be the Pelicans taking on the Trailblazers. I'm John Mann for the first update of the day. Let's head on back on over to Josh Lopez, host of the Sports Drive. John, man, thank you, everybody, for the update. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to the Sports Drive here at Jock Journal Radio and JockJournal.com. Yeah, Josh Lopez with Frank Spangle. Sorry for the, for the delay there, but I had we had a caller coming in, but he didn't come through to our connection. But if you do want to be part of the show and you want to call in, call in 602-753-1743. Uh, you can also hit up our Skype connection at the top of your screen. Uh, or also, you can hit up our text line at seven seven nine four eight. All right, let's have some fun, gentlemen. Let's have let's go over some Ethiopia games. I was telling Frank about this while Sean was doing the update that I should have like some Indian type music to come back when we do this segment. So uh, this should be pretty interesting. Is are both of you there? Yeah, I'm of course here. I'm here. Like, come on, let's give Ethiopia some props here. Let's go. Let's give them their games. <laughs> Yeah, it sounded really quiet. I thought you guys would be laughing, but all right. Anyway, You're the leader. Let's... All right, first one here. We go to Cleveland, and the Cleveland Browns beat the San Francisco 49ers 24-10. Z. Uh, Ethiopia at its purest form. Yeah, definitely Ethiopia. Hey, let me ask you guys this. Is anybody on the Johnny Manziel bandwagon about now? No. Next. Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> beat the San Diego Chargers 10-3. That game was utterly boring. That's terrible. It, it may have been boring, but it's a game the Chiefs need to have because Kansas City, I think right now, would currently be holding the number five seed that's in terrible. the AFC. Yeah, it's like Josh says, that's terrible. Jeez. We moved to Green Bay as the Green Bay Packers uh, take on the Dallas Cowboys, and they blow them out 28-7. to seven. That, 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 that is blasphemous. That is Isn't blasphemous. Well, I agree. How dare you? How dare you say such a thing? I, yeah, I want to get on that. I, 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 I just want to say this, I, I, though. I, what? 
I, I just want to say this too. With Green Bay winning, I wonder if everybody's thinking, are the Packers back after that big performance against Dallas? I yes, think they uh, are. Yes. Nine well, and four. Well, we we have to. Well, well, we don't have time for that soliloquy yeah. right there. Next, oh, we're okay. going to Baltimore as the Seahawks whoop the Baltimore Ravens thirty-five to six. Good luck, Jimmy Clausen, and the rest of your career. We move to <laughs> MetLife Stadium as the Jets thump the Tennessee Titans 38. Uh, I'm not impressed no longer with the Jets' defense with the fact they gave up a touchy, uh, a, a touchdown, a passing touchdown, where Marcus Mariota was the receiver getting the touchdown. Unbelievable. Uh, next one here, we go to Tampa Bay as they lose to New Orleans Saints. The Saints are back in action, being five and eight. I don't expect them to be in the playoffs, but mm-hmm. they did uh, embarrass the Buccaneers at home. And then we got Carolina destroyed the Atlanta Falcons yesterday, thirty-eight. Oh my goodness! We'll talk a little bit that more no, in our no, next commercial break. But no, no, no. This other EP, uh, second to last Ethiopia game here is the Detroit Lions losing to the St. Louis Rams. 21 to 14. Uh, pure that game was uh, th- that game was pure Ethiopia and pure pillow yeah. pillow talk worthy. Where's my uh, yeah? And, where's and my pillow? Yeah, sleeping where's my blanket, bro? Wake up! Uh, all right, one more here. The final one Ethiopia more. game. What a surprise! What a surprise! We had the Jacksonville. The Jaguars stumped the Colts 51 to 16. Unbelievable! Unspeaking. Believable. On that note, we're going to have to start a commercial break. When we come back, we'll talk about the Bears Redskins game from last uh, yesterday, and we'll talk about why the Panthers continue to get disrespected by the national media. This is the Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio, Radio, Radio. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one cars for kids donate your car today. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go, and it's jockjournal.com. Support for this show comes from Material. Material is a simple and intuitive e-commerce platform that lets you get your online store started without paying a dime. That's right. No ads, no setup costs, no transaction fees. 
Experience a fresh and easy new way to sell online by signing up at Material.com today. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, I, I think that I've become a little bit... Uh, obsessed. Obsessed with sports. That's terrible. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? <laughs> that never gets old. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode 19 of the Sports Drive here with Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. <laughs> Of course, we got Sean Man, his story, man, and the big win, the Gale Force win for Blue Bumblebee, Indiana. Frank. Yeah, everybody in Indiana is a Blue Bumblebee. That's it. Hey, man. it's Bumblebee, nope. man. We could get him a bunch of Bumble, Bumblebee pajamas for Christmas. Dude, don't you dream about it? First you dream about Tom Brady, then you dream about me and Blue Bumblebee pajamas? What is this? Dude, you get your head examined. My head is examined. Yes, he does. Yeah. Uh, we, got, we got open phone. We got open phone lines for you at six zero two seven five three one seven four three. Seems like our uh, Connecticut caller keeps calling in, but doesn't want to speak today. Very yeah, unfortunate. From. But uh, six zero two seven five three one seven four three. Let's talk some more football. Don't forget, we got. The Snowman Brian Stone coming up at the top of the hour for uh, Skippy Bayless Bash Hour, which should, should be, be pretty fun. interesting. All right, Sean, man, let's get into it. Uh, what's this next game we're talking about here? All right, the next game we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, as we continue right along, the Chicago Bears and the Washington Redskins. The Redskins were a team that needed to win this game in order to keep their playoff hopes alive and they pretty much did in the NFC East division with a 24-21 win. I, let me Josh and Frank, I mean, just let me go first on this please, okay? Because oh, what no. I'm trying because let me say this, the Redskins did something they needed to do. Here's a team that's 0 and 5 on the road before yesterday's game. Their uh, mindset was yep. they needed to win this game because they know they've got 3 games left. The Redskins know that they want to really, really, really have a shot of making the playoffs. Now, I know this is kind of a big question. I'm wondering, Frank, uh, since you're on your computer doing it from your laptop for the show, I was going to ask you, do you by any chance know if the Redskins and the Eagles do match up against each other? Because... That will be an interesting situation if that happens, if you could look that up real quickly. And uh, for the Bears, it just seems like Chicago has had games where they've uh, been in them. But, Josh, like you've said all along, the Bears have been a team that has not been able to – they just have not been able to win at home. I don't know what's gone on, if if it's just too much pressure to win at home or what. Let's go. Let's go with Frank here before I I go off. Okay, first of all, to answer your question, I actually didn't need a computer here because I knew oh, okay. in advance. I knew well in advance. As a matter of fact, I was talking with somebody about this over the weekend about the Eagles and Redskins. You can watch on the NFL Network the day after Christmas, Saturday, December twenty sixth, in prime time, 
The Philadelphia Eagles playing host to the Washington Redskins. So don't, so don't tell me you don't like these NFL like Network uh, games because guess what? We do have a Saturday game on the NFL Network, and it's going to be pretty darn good, at least the way it's shaping up right now. Now, to get to the Bears here, I mean, where do we start with the Bears? Uh, listen, I'm, I have great respect for Robbie Gold and what he has meant to the Bears. I certainly have great respect for Rob, Robbie Gold, the way he is handling this. And he has handled this very well. But the fact is, this guy is missing field goals left and right. And being that Robbie Gold has meant a lot to the Bears, being that, he, that he's a great guy, and he is a great guy, there's got to be a change here in the place kicker because Robbie Gold's not getting it done. And i got to say this. For Robbie Gold, a guy that's in his mid-30s, not to be able to get it done in the clutch and missing all these field goals that we have seen, does that come as a shock to you? Because I, I, I don't know what, what to figure out here. I, don't, I know I'm supposed to figure out stuff. I'm not, I know I'm supposed to say I don't know here, but I've given up. Is it psychological with Robbie Gold? I just can't see it being age because when you're in your mid-30s, sure, you're on your down years as a running back, uh, as a, a lineman. I mean, that's when you're thinking retirement. But as a place kicker, if I had to take a guess, it's got to be something psychological here. It has to be. It just can't be physical with Robbie Gold because he's not old. He's in his mid-30s. That's pretty darn young for a place kicker. Josh, can you figure it out better than me here? Because uh, it's got to be something, it's got to be a mindset here with Robbie Gold. It can't be physical, can it? I, I don't know. I mean, uh, I don't know anymore, too. Robbie Gold is, what, Gold, Gold is one of the most consistent kickers of all time. And, he was. Uh, you, know, you know, with John Fox comes a lot of um, conservative, a lot of this simple play calls and stuff, and I, I understand his point of view of, you know, you know you're in a position down the field late in the game, oh, let's just give it to a guy that's always been there for us. But there's been way too many cases, especially during home games this season, Frank, where the Bears are in scoring position down the field, and they just go with these simple screen passes or runs on second and third down that do nothing when they're, when they're not aggressive when they need to be down the field. You know, if there's one thing to go start your drive at the, your own 15-yard line or, mm-hmm. um, you know, coming off a turnover or something like that. But you have to be aggressive at the red zone. You know, some of these guys are not going to always make kicks and do NFL rules with them being uh, having to go back with how they do their extra points now, it, it, I think it does affect their psyche. I I, I don't know what's wrong with Maybe him. Maybe it does. I mean, he he, he connected on a thirty six. Can't be physical. He, he, well, he he connected on a thirty six yard extra point uh, yesterday, but he yep. couldn't do that yes, against Forty Nineers last week. I I I don't get it. I, I just don't, and I don't know what it is about Soldier Field that just makes this team lose all the time. I, I don't get it. I, well, I really I don't. And it's like a lot of football tackling one-on-one. 
how how the blue hell are you a defensive lineman in this league or a linebacker when you can't contain a freaking running back running to the side of your field and the goal line? Well, let me say that you saw you saw you you, you saw what Blaine Gabbert did to you last week. So you you really surprised that Kirk Cousins would run on you? Kyle oh yeah, did you see that touchdown run? There yeah. staring at him. There was no defenders in sight. No defenders in sight. Hey, you know what? I'm concerned. You know, my concern is the Bears. My concern, listen, my concern is the Bears aren't going to get to their goal of eight wins, eight losses. That's what I said a few weeks ago, was what I realistically wanted to see. I don't care if you make the playoffs. Just go eight and eight. But I have doubts that's going to happen. you got to go to Minnesota, in which you have Adrian Peterson. You don't really have a good defense. Uh, Pernell McPhee was out last week. I don't know what the status of him is going to be heading into the Minnesota game. You go to you go to Tampa Bay and then you host three. Josh. You know what? I hate to say this, but the Bears we got to send them to Ethiopia in a couple weeks. We're gonna have to send them to Ethiopia yeah. for Tampa Bay. We're gonna have to send them to Ethiopia. They're gonna oh, lose the home game against Detroit. Oh, hold on, I gotta disagree with you a little bit there, Frank, about Chicago going into Minnesota. Here's the reason why. Minnesota has not played very well the last two weeks. Chicago could go in there and very well play spoiler against a very slumping, right. slumping Minnesota right. Minnesota Vikings team. Please be right. You know, as far as, you know, this is a good part of something that we addressed and talked about. Uh, first off, are the Redskins for real in the NFC? No, they're not. Look, I can say that the Redskins will make the playoffs. They've got a lot of depth. They've got some talent there, but they're not going to overtake teams like the Panthers, the Cardinals, the Packers. I just don't see that happening. But maybe it's a sign of things to come for the Redskins for the foreseeable future. For the Bears, there's going to be a lot of questions for this offseason. What issues, what things do they need to address? What will they need to make themselves better to be a competitive threat in the NFC North? It's a very interesting case there, Josh, Frank. What the Bears need to be a competitive team. What kind of moves can they make in the offseason? John Fox knows very, very well that he turned the Carolina Panthers around. He got them to the Super Bowl, which was the 03 Panthers. He got the uh, Denver Broncos there to the Super Bowl and, of course, played the Seattle Seahawks. So he knows very, very well that he can get teams teams okay. there. And if he can do it with Carolina and Denver, he can do it with Chicago. But the Bears need – to fill they up a lot of holes. Yes, yeah, they, they do. they got to fill and up that, a lot of holes. And Sean, Sean, listen. I was telling this to my dad yesterday. Because, you know, my dad and I are big Bears fans. This is going to be the true test of Ryan Pace as general manager. Because you just can't face Ryan Pace as a general manager with not one full offseason. Because he was hired uh, during the offseason last year. He brought in John Fox. John Fox brought his coaching staff. Okay, that's good. Very good. You brought in an experienced head coach, which is something the Bears didn't have. You needed somebody that's going to light a fire. You have somebody that has uh, qualifications, credentials, and that's something the Bears need because this is a Bears team that really since 2010 has been utterly depressing to watch, very depressing. But for Ryan Pace, this offseason, we're going to find out just how good of a general manager he's going to be. i got to give him a pass. He didn't have the opportunity to really – uh, have everything he wanted implemented because he was hired during the off season. But now with one full year, one full off season, we get to see okay, what are his what are his 
wheelings and dealings going to be? What are, What's he going to do to improve this defense? Jay Cutler, the question is, we were hearing about Jay Cutler uh, being shipped out. I honestly believe we're going to hear the rumors about Jay Cutler being shipped out come the end of the season. The draft picks. Ryan Pace, you got a project ahead of you, buddy, a huge project. And I can't wait to well, see I, what I, you I, do. Well, I, 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 I got – I got to throw a red flag there. I, I, I could disagree with you more. I mean, he, I think he, he, I think that a test for Ryan Pace would have to be even after next season, not this off season. It's too it early. Start, it starts. It you starts. You know, you know, you know the it co- you, now. you know the country. You know the country wasn't fixed a year after Barack Obama was elected president. So yeah, how are you expecting Ryan Pace to? Yeah, exactly. So you can't say, oh, this. Upcoming Aussies good tell what type of um, character Ryan Pace has as general manager. It's BS. Because look what he did with New Orleans. We, we we do have to move on here, gentlemen, because we only have a few minutes hold, to hold go until this. Hold up, Sean. Hold up, Sean. I uh, I go. I look at this bear. Uh, two things they need to fix. Safety okay, go ahead. Two that can cover people. Safeties that can cover people on third downs because for some reason they can't stop anybody on third downs on defense. And mm-hmm. secondly, linebackers who pay attention to the freaking ball that can tackle at least. There's no reason why a tight end should <clears throat> bar three linebackers. I got a good idea. I got a great idea. Talk about these safeties and the defense and all of that. Why don't the Bears stop running cover two and get back to the hallmark of what the Chicago Bears have been known for and that well, is going after the quarterback. What? They're not in cover two. Well, sometimes it looks like it. They're in the three uh, four. Well, I don't like that. I want to see. Listen, I want to see. Listen, I want to see a better defense. I want to see a defense that's like Carolina, that's like Arizona, because you know why they put pressure well, on the that's quarterback. That's easier said than done. Well, do you know what? Build that way. Then why in pace needs to build it like that? We we have to uh, move on. Well, here, it doesn't gentlemen. happen overnight. Yeah, we have to move on. Gentlemen, we have to move on because we don't have very much time left because we've got Skippy Bayless Bash Hour coming up. Make this real quick. The Carolina Panthers, they prevailed big time yesterday. But now, the big question that we all have to say, Josh, this was an interesting thing we talked about. Uh, I don't know if we talked – well, this is something that's been very interesting. The Panthers getting a lack of respect from the media after blowing out their opponent opponent 38 to nothing yesterday – this, you know what? Let's make it quick. I'm going to go first. Media, you really need to examine your heads and figure out why you're dissing the Carolina Panthers. This team has been incredible. This team has not looked back. They were 7-8-1 and one a year ago, and now they're undefeated. They haven't even lost a game. Why would you say you have a dislike for the Panthers and that you're not giving them a lot of respect, enthusiasm? That's just not right at all. That's bad journalism. All right, let me, let me get on this. this. Go, ahead, go, ahead, go, ahead, go ahead, Josh. Go ahead, Josh. I look at this. It kind of pisses me off in a way because this is a real team. This is not a yeah. team that's filled with stars or egomaniacs. Say what you want about Cam Newton, but he's a good player, and he, he leads by example. And the fact that they get overlooked because, oh, my God, the almighty Seahawks are getting back on track is BS. The Seahawks have beat – no, the Panthers have beaten good teams on the road. They won games against teams they should beat. 
Seahawks did not do that. So the, the, this respect, just because they're from Carolina, it's not a big marquee market. You can't take them seriously as Super Bowl contenders. It's BS. Carolina's been the best team in the NFL this year besides the Arizona Cardinals. And I feel the lack of respect that this team gets is utterly appalling. Defense wins championships, and I don't care how good Russell Wilson is playing right now, defense prevails at the end. I can't help but agree more. This media just doesn't respect. Listen, there's Rodney Dangerfield to the National Football League. They're called the Carolina Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. Completely no respect whatsoever. And here's why the Carolina Panthers, I don't think they care about the respect factor, but here's what's remarkable. Not since the 1972 Dolphins had a team gone undefeated in the regular season until the New England Patriots of 2007. Think about this. It's the sec- This is going to be the second time if if – Carolina can win their next three games, of course, and I think they will, that they will have gone undefeated. That doesn't happen often. That is very, very rare. And the Carolina Panthers have pulled it off. Listen, I said this last week. They win games. Some of them was pretty. Yesterday against uh, Atlanta, that was pretty. It It was a blowout shutout. Against New Orleans, not so pretty. They needed to fight tooth and nail for them to pick up the win. But they're getting the job done. They're 12-0. and 0. And if I'm the 1972 Miami Dolphins, if I'm on that 1972 Miami Dolphins, if I'm uh, Reese, if I'm Kuchenberg, if I'm, if I'm Don Shula, the head coach, if I'm Mercury Morris, I would be pretty nervous right now because this team has what it takes to finish the, under, the regular season undefeated. Um, Sean, let me ask this really quick, buddy, before we have to go to that top of the hour break, Sean. Right. What, if you had to purchase stock, would you put it on the Panthers or would you put it on the Seahawks? Oh, my gosh, that's a really good question. Very, very good one. I probably would say that I would – I probably would go with the um, – <laughs> right now I'd have to probably Boy. go with – with the Carolina Panthers, just because of the way they're playing right now. Frank? You know what, you mean, we didn't talk about the Seattle Seahawks unless we were talking about them in Ethiopia blowing out the Baltimore Ravens. But that's a really, you know what, where's the coin? Can I have a coin here? Uh, listen, as great as Carolina <laughs> has been, I don't know how you can, how you can really – uh, not put a lot of stock in the Seattle Seahawks because they have definitely had momentum. Carolina, it's been consistent all year. Did all you see winning. how this team played? Did you see how this team played earlier this year? Wait, talk about so, Seattle? No, that's you, the point. Got, that's the go. point I'm making. They have found a way to turn on the light switch. Come on, Josh. Momentum. It's not necessarily who's the best team in the league. They're it's about who's the best. Oh, Jabroni. Jabroni. Okay, take a look at the this New York Giants. Okay, now, er, now, everybody want, now, everybody want, now everybody wants to kiss the Seattle Seahawks' ass because they're winning games now. How about earlier in the year when they were getting their ass kissed by good teams? Oh, hey, no, aren't nobody you wants Arizona? to say about that. Aren't you, aren't you forgetting about the Arizona yeah, Cardinals? Yeah, Arizona, yeah, yeah, Arizona went into Seattle and whooped their ass on primetime television. And, you oh, know what, I'm supposed to be scared about the Seattle Seahawks? Give me a break. 
Well, you know what? They're young. They've been to the Super Bowl the last two years. Sure, they're down there running back, but they still have the legion of boo, which is picked up. You know, you know what also, you know what also doesn't help your point. The Panthers yep. went into Seattle and blew out the Seahawks in Seattle. This is a different. This so, is a different Seahawks team. You know what? This can make the no, playoffs exciting. I'm not buying. Oh, yeah. I'm not buying that. Oh. Train. Give me a I'm not the buying Seattle that. Give me a break. I'm just gonna say. Beware, beware of the Seahawks. Beware, beware of my ass. Beware of the big win. Beware, be, beware of the win. Beware of the Seahawks. I don't know about that, Frank. I'll believe it when I see it. We'll see what what the Seahawks can end up doing. They still got three weeks left to go just to try to get in as a wild card. Oh boy, we gotta get to Skippy. Oh, we're supposed to be. We, we have to worry about the Seahawks crashing my ass. Anyway, we're going to the top of the hour break here. Oh God. Uh, co- Ooh, hey there. Uh, Dude, you, you know what, guys? Hey, guys I, I made a mistake. Um, damn it! <laughs> I, I, I messed up the show. I, I didn't put enough time on here. We only have an hour left. We only have an hour left. We might have to show? make another one up. Yeah. I made a mistake. I it was three hours. I know. I'm sorry, guys. I have to apologize in advance. That's on me. That's on me. I apologize. But we will make it up. We will make it up uh, as soon as... Uh... Ah, man. That's a bummer. It's whatever. A bummer? You were saying ooh like you just saw a hot woman. Yeah. Let me message yeah. him and see if he's ready to rock and roll. David, I thought I put it at 180 minutes. God damn it. Uh, Alright guys, let's let's go to the commercial break. We'll try bringing Snowman back here and be ready to rock and roll. This is Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one eight seven seven cars for kids Donate your car today.
the for the Baylor's bash. Y'all know my favorite song is Bang on the Drum all day. That's not an intro. Uh, hang up on the snowman. Highly. Sean, does somebody have their window up or something? Yeah, I think Brian said he was driving, though. Hold on, I think, listen, listen, Josh, I think Brian said he was driving. I think so. Yeah, it sounds like pay. I think somebody has their fan on or something. I think you, Sean. I think you have your windows open or something. I think I have a window open. I'm going to show you. Yeah, we're getting a lot of feedback on here. All right, just a minute. Put myself on mute so nobody hears. Is this better? Yeah, it should be. Yeah, Yeah, are you driving? You said you were driving somewhere. Yeah. Were you driving down the Ventura Highway? Let's go. All right, here we go. Sound to the intro, hump. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the Skippy Bayless Bash Hour. It is time for the Skippy Bayless Bash. Skip Bayless talks crap all day long, and now it is our turn. We all know Bayless is a moron, but now... The Jockstars fight back. All right, first Skippy quote of the day... Gibby Bayless said that my. Gibby Bayless says my. I, the big win, Frank Sprinkle, say this. <laughs> my Dallas Cowboys would have beat the Green Bay Packers if Tony Romo was starting. <laughs> I would, I would, I would wow. I, I highly doubt it. I was expecting Skip Bayless would say something like that, that, oh, yeah, Romo would be there and that they would go into Green Bay. What a bunch of bull crap. We saw what happened in the playoff game, Skip Bayless, when Dallas puked away the game and lost it, even when Tony Romo was starting. He didn't start. They lost. It's a, it's get a over catch, it. damn it. Yeah. Catch, get, o- <laughs> get, get over it. Cowboys, enjoy watching the playoffs with the rest of us. <laughs> All Thank right, you. next Thank one. Next, uh, next one here. Uh, Skippy Bale said, "Am I?" <laughs> My St. Louis Cardinals made a mistake not re-signing Jason Hayward. Ooh, maybe to you, but hey, you know what? What was St. Louis? The St. Louis Cardinals losses the Chicago Cubs game. I have to say this, Skip Bayless, that the fact is that. You probably are itching, and you want every you want the Cubs to lose so bad so they keep their so-called curse active and going. Now, because the Cardinals lost two pieces to the Cubs, they lost not only Jason Hayworth to the Chicago Cubs, but they also lost John Lackey to the Cubs. And again, oh yeah, they're your St. Louis Cardinals because they had the best record in baseball. Gosh, you are a num- you are a nimrod. They're his St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, you are a nimrod. Him. No, man. Skip Bayless, shut up, please. You can't claim teams that win because you're a loser. <laughs> that pretty much says it all right there. <laughs> that every, was good. Every word of Brian Snowman. Every single word. Every single word. Hold up. Listen to this. That's terrible. <laughs> I love it. He's terrible. Skip Bayless is terrible. 
<laughs> and another one for good measure. With one beer, two beers, three beers, a shot of whiskey, a margarita, and a bloody Mary. I'm itching inside. My liver's all twisted up. But you know what I did? I took Deborah, went to the liquor store. I loaded up with alcohol. More specifically, vodka, whiskey, beer, tequila, more beer, more vodka, more whiskey, and more beer. Skip Bayless says my because he's all he's on all that booze. All right, here's the next one. Skip, lay off the booze. Uh, Skippy Bayless said that the Golden State Warriors let him down. His Golden State Warriors let him down against the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, hold it. I'm going first on this. Okay, Uh-oh. so Skip Bayless, ever since the NBA season has begun. You have bashed the Golden State Warriors. You have said negative things about the Golden State Warriors. Now they're all of a sudden they're your Golden State Warriors because they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday. You know what, Skip Bayless? Shut up. He's just aching for me to go completely off this morning. <laughs> Yep. Here you are. But hang tight. All right, Mr. Bayless. You incompetent son of a bitch. How dare you claim it? That has been winning since day one. I can claim the Warriors because I've been a fan of them since 2007. I made that clear on, on my show. But you, Skip Bayless, you incompetent moron, you incompetent ass. You insignificant, incompetent, illiterate drop of piss. You have the bleeping nerve to claim the Golden State Warriors because they lost and they kicked your Cleveland Cavaliers' ass in the finals this past June? Grow up, you ass crack. How do you know what's your team and what's not? All of your teams are in Cleveland, and we all know Cleveland is cursed. Don't you dare. And I expect a Stephen A. soundbite from Josh when I'm done. How dare you? How dare you claim the Golden State Warriors? Oh, let me say it correctly, gentlemen. The NBA world champion Golden State Warriors. Because you have no business claiming them in the first place because you don't know what a winner is. You haven't been around winners. You haven't been associated with winners. And yet you try to claim them every time they lose. You're stupid. And I'm done. All right. Well, for me to you, buddy, here here it goes. That, that, that. That is blasphemous. That is blasphemous. How dare you? How dare you say such a thing? That's a cold speaking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Next one here. Uh, Skippy Bill is saying that my... My show, First Take, is the most entertaining talk show in the entire world. That includes politics, entertainment, anything in the world of entertainment. Skip Bale says First Take is the best talk show in the world. All right, I'm going to say this. Can I say it's a ripoff of a show, you idiot? So he thinks his show is... Oh, Josh, you're going to love this one. Uh, so he thinks his show is more... His show, First Take, is more entertaining than Star Wars? No, talk show, Frank. 
He probably thinks it's more entertaining than a movie. So maybe people in Ethiopia think. Hey, maybe people in Ethiopia think first take is entertaining. I, don't I am know. so I am so glad I can just snooze right by first take because I call it a rip off of a show. <laughs> and you know what? Second take should be just basically kicked off the air because of how stupid we have to listen to this schmuck. I feel like sometimes I have to be enlisted into a retirement home when I have to leave <laughs> get bailiffs every morning. I, it's just my brain cells just crumble in pieces when I have to listen to this schmuck. All right, next one here. Maybe bailiff says am I? Oh, no. My Philadelphia 76ers will beat the Chicago Bulls tonight at the United Center. Highly oh, doubt it. Go first? Yeah, go ahead. I just said highly doubt it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> hey, I got this. I got this one statement. That, 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 that is blasphemous. <laughs> yes. That is blasphemous. How oh. dare you? How dare you say such a? That's terrible. <laughs> Skip Bayless. Have you even seen? how inept the Philadelphia 76ers are. And this was my first favorite team growing up when they had Julius and Moses and Mo Cheeks and Andrew, Tony, and those guys. But Bobby Jones. I, that's my only statement and my only question. Have you seen how inept the Philadelphia 76ers are? They're going to get their ass kicked. I just, it's so oh, hysterical. It, 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 hold on. It's so hysterical that you would say yeah. my Philadelphia 76ers Oh, okay, so now you're going for a team that's losing Skip Bayless against the Bulls? They're 1-24. and You know what? If history serves me correctly, the last time the 76ers were worse than this, go back to 1992-1993. Philadelphia went 9-73. and They very well could be doing the same thing, Skip Bayless, except doing something different. If you're such a 76ers fan... Prove it. Let's see you try wearing a Dr. J jersey or a Bobby Jones or or even idolizing Billy Cunningham, who was the coach and really did turn the 76ers around back when the 76ers were big back in those days. You're not a 76ers fan. You're full of crap as the Christmas goose. (laughs) Hey, man, I bet you the Frankfurt hot dog from Frankfurt, uh, Indiana are better than the Philadelphia 76ers. For six men on the court, I've heard of too many men on the field in football, but too many men on the court. But Frank, I'm sure if you were the '76er fan and you were living in Philadelphia, you probably would give up your season tickets. You'd be like, enough is enough. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah, they're still be- selling season tickets in Philadelphia. <laughs> you know what? I'd be drinking one beer, two beers. I'd be doing what Stone Cold is doing. That's what I'd be doing. 76ers make me drink. I mean, the freaking Hoopstein Corn Jerkers are better than the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> Give me a break, bro. <laughs> At least, let me ask you this. I don't, think, I don't think middle school teams have too many men on the court. <laughs> Stoneman, hey, hey Stoneman, you remember when we went down this list before? The most oddest uh, sports team names. Oh, yeah. Man, that uh, great memories. 
uh, this last one here, the butternut midgets from butternut. <laughs> the the Freeport pretzel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pretzels. <laughs> the, oh, Paxton bun- the Paxton bunnies. <laughs> Nothing will top uh, the corn jerkers, though. <laughs> or the top, or the or the Compton apple knockers. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> the apple knockers. <laughs> that name, oh, gentlemen. Man. That high school nickname actually does exist. It does. Well, you can start a new you can start a new D League uh, system in Ethiopia with these teams on it. Oh my God! Seventy Sixers and Lakers. Right, proud matchup in Ethiopia. Next one here, Skippy Bayless said that JJ Watt is better than Reggie White. Reggie <laughs> <laughs> White's pretty darn good. Reggie White's pretty darn good, but Reggie White, he's a cannon. Who wants, to, who wants to go first on this? I'm just you go first, Josh. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Some hell. I think that's completely another bullshit because J.J. Watt, yes, he gets sacks here and there, but he doesn't really show up in most of the games. I think people overrate him because he shows intensity and he shows all this emotion during the games, but he's not Reggie White. Hell, he's not even Michael Strahan. Give me a break. Oh, ouch. Um, yeah, J.J. Watt is good, but to compare him to the Minister of Defense, God rest you, Reggie White, is stupid. Period. Reggie White was actually the first oh, major period. free agent the NFL had ever had. Yep. Reggie White was great with the Eagles, most definitely good with the Green Bay Packers. And J.J. Watt, oh my gosh, that's just, that's laughable. That's just laughable, Skip I, got, I, I have I, I have to apologize to Sean in advance because this next quote does involve a Boston sports team, so I do no, apologize. Oh, great. Oh, great. Here, Here we go. go. All right. No, you don't. Oh, boy. Skippy Bayless said that David Price will get injured early in the year and the Red Sox will miss the playoffs for the third straight year. Oh, really? Yeah, at my ESC? My point exactly. You know nothing about Boston sports, Skip Bayless. I do. I'm like a Boston Encyclopedia sports fan because I do the research. I do the research. They had to go get pitching. Don't you know that pitching wins games? No, you wouldn't because you're busy twiddling your thumbs and having all your assistants do your work for you. Shut your mouth. Well, you are a broadcaster. You are a broadcaster. Yeah, you're not even a broadcaster. Shut your mouth, you filthy idiot. Yeah. Well, at least Sean Mann is a broadcaster. He does his research. We'll give yeah, him credit for that one. On not just Boston you... sports, but on other teams, you idiot. Skip. Yeah. Well, at least, well, at least Sean has that going for him. Unlike his bowling skills, he's as bad as the Bears winning home games. Josh, Josh, did you have to say bowling skills? I just got to work on my yeah. aim and let's get back for January 20th. Come on, <laughs> be, be sober when you bowl. Sober oh, while bowling. Sober remember, while bowling. I am, I am the bowling master. I, hopefully we can win that trophy when I hit 29 in, in March. Oh, we got a Johnny Johnny Mansell quote next. 
Here we go. Oh, oh, no. Sorry, oh, man. This one. Um, By Johnny Manziel. Gimpy Bayless said that Johnny Manziel mollywop his San Francisco 49ers yesterday. Oh, 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 oh. oh gosh. So I didn't see my Johnny Manziel. So bad. I will make one. I will make two statements and two statements only. Okay. Number, Number one, one. All right. We just saw yesterday how inept the 49ers can be when they play down to their competition. And this is a point I brought up before. Number two, Johnny Manziel. Johnny Manziel is still going to get his ass booted out of Cleveland. Next. Yep. <laughs> oh, I think it's a done deal. I like that. He'll probably end up in, hey, he'll probably end up in Dallas next year. Frank, that's my oh, first prediction. Lord. That, that's my first prediction is that he'll go to Dallas and then Skip Bayless is going to start praising Johnny football when he goes to Big D because Jerry Jones has got his Jerry, eye on him. He'll be praising Jerry Jones. Yeah, he'll that's, that's too. That, yes, that too. Skip. All right. One of the biggest Next one here. Go ahead. Yeah, Skippy would like to blow Jerry Jones if he's given the chance. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's an understatement. <laughs> Don't forget, Josh, you're going to be in Jerry World. Hopefully. Uh, Skippy Bale said that my. Here we go. My Golden State Warriors will be bounced out of the first round of the playoffs by my. Oh, he better not say who I think he's going to say. Well, it can't be the Cavaliers because they're not in the uh, same conference. Yeah, I was thinking. But, who is who's this my here? Just give me one second. I have to reload my page here with the call I'm getting it. So I, I have to make sure I get my information right. Yeah, so, I I do take a lot of notes during these bash hours, so I, I have a I have a document in front of me. Sometimes it loads, sometimes it doesn't. Freaking hot. Go ahead, take your time. No rush. <laughs> Yeah, gotcha. we can entertain. Yeah. Like, is it Mike Cleveland Cavaliers? It may be surprised if he does say Mike Cleveland Cavaliers. Or it can't be the Cavaliers. <laughs> what surprised no, me? Not uh, surprised me. Did you find it, Josh? You want to take any? Not yet, but you want to take any guesses? Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Oklahoma nope. City Thunder. Is Utah Jazz. Portland Trailblazers. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep, that's what it was. The Utah Utah Jazz? Oh, no. I'm getting out of here. Bye-bye. The Utah Spaz? Wait. Hold up. Time out. Defense Olafone stopped technical foul. He said that the Warriors would get bounced in the first round by the Utah Spaz of all teams? That's what I heard. Yes. Yes. Utah Spaz, Jazz, whatever you call them. You know what, Skin Bayless? Here we go. Do you know how bad, if it came to the Warriors <laughs> and the Jazz in the first round, do you know how bad the Jazz would get bounced in the first round? Huh? Let me throw you a little, let me throw you a few numbers here. The Warriors are 2-0 against the Jazz this season. The closest one came, or one and only against the Jazz. Pardon, my, pardon me. The clo- that was one of their closest uh, victories. 
during the during this run. Now, Mr. Bayless, I hate to inform you of this, but since Golden State has now lost, they're going to bowl a lot more teams out, including your Cavaliers, on Christmas Day. The Jazz have no chance in the first round if they get there. Skip Bayless would probably end up saying, he probably would say, oh, come on, gentlemen, that's just the season series. In playoffs, it counts, so the Jazz can win the games that count against the Warriors in the playoffs. Yeah, but you have the same talent on the court as you did in the regular season. What makes a difference? What's the difference? What's the difference? <laughs> That's not going to happen. I can't believe he said that my Warriors lose to the Jets in the first round. Uh, no. In the quarterfinals. Wow. How about this next one here? Skippy Bale said that he should have been in the new Star Wars movie that's coming out this Friday. Oh, so we do he looks Star like an Ewok, so what? <laughs> you know how repulsive I'm not a Star Wars fan But you know how repulsive that comment was I, I, I have to say I have yeah, to say Yeah, yeah. Hey, some, some man, he's Yoda But without the brains I'd have to say that this is typical Skip Bayless Coming from a guy that says that He should be in every movie He should win a Golden Globe Or an Emmy Or, a, or an Academy Award or that, or that I should go into the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame. You bragging son of a bitch, you. Just shut your yap. You don't even know what you're talking about all the time. Good grief. What's next? Skip Bayless says that I should be president. I should be elected president <laughs> next year. Oh, my gosh. Bayless is president? Oh, get, I'd move out. I'd move to Canada. <laughs> Actually, listen, this country ain't that stupid. This country ain't that if stupid. Bayless- if Bayless ever is elected president, not only am I moving to Canada, I'm moving deep into Canada. I'm too, man. I'm doing YouTube, brother. All right. Come on. All right you, you know what I need to do? I may move to Ethiopia. I may move to Ethiopia. Frank <laughs> <laughs> saying Ethiopia. I knew that was coming, buddy. Ethiopia may not be a bad place to live. Bayless becomes president. That's terrible. No, I didn't say it right. That's that, terrible. That is that, blasphemous. That is blasphemous. How wow. dare you? How dare you say such a thing? <laughs> I got a Skippy Bill. Bill says I should debate Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, God. Please don't start with Donald Trump. Please. Please don't. All right, two more, uh, two more quotes here before we head out here. I have a comedy one, and I have a wrestling one. So I've been for the last sports, sports one. Let's start with the wrestling one. Yes, uh, can we? Skibby, Skibby Bayless said that he would whoop Triple H in a TLC match. Last night was <laughs> TLC pay-per-view. I you first, Josh. I covered the event for WrestleZone.com. I did the play-by-play article last night. I had a blast in watching the show. Once again, my point was proven where you have this fickle wrestling fan base that don't know what the hell to talk about, saying that this is going to be a horrible pay-per-view. But at the end of the day, once again, they showed up and they delivered a fun pay-per-view to watch and a very hard-hitting pay-per-view with those ladders and stuff. Skip Bayless, you win it last one second with a diva in wrestling, let alone Hornswoggle, <laughs> El Torito. Ooh. 
Um, How about the Brooklyn Brawler? Doink the Clown, Harvey Whippleman, Howard Finkel. I mean, (laughs) you don't stand a chance with anybody. Michael Cole. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. That's TLC, man. You you can't even wake up and write your own damn notes for your own damn show. You can't come up with a coherent thought, you incompetent son of a bitch. Now Josh is sounding like me. I love it. There you go. That's my tribute to the snowman. Oh, man. Here's this next one, and I apologize in advance. I, I really Yeah, you're forgiven. You're forgiven. Um, um, by the way, rest in peace to this next guy I'm going to bring up in this quote. Uh, Skippy Bell said that he's a better comedian than George Carlin. Oh, hell no! Get out of the way! This one's mine! Get out of the way! I'm going hiding. I'm going to the closet. I'm going into my bomb shelter. I'm getting into my bomb shelter. Wait, wait. He's a better comedian than my favorite of all time, Mr. George Carlin, the man who invented the seven dirty words you can't say on television, the man who broke down flying on an airplane and said, get on the plane, get on the plane. Fuck you, I'm getting in the plane. The man who asked a perfect question in politics, doesn't it strike you as mildly ironic that most of the people who are against abortion are people you wouldn't want to fuck in the first place? The man who brought baseball versus football? Football is concerned with downs. What down down is it? Baseball is concerned with ups. Who's up? Are you up? I'm not up. He's up. The man who delivered not one, not two, but 17 HBO specials, more comedy than Skip Bayless can even wrap his brain around. You stupid, incompetent, no good son bitch. How dare you compare yourself to one of the greatest comedians of all time that invented stuff that you wouldn't even dream about inventing, that said things you wouldn't have the balls to say, that did things you wouldn't have the unmitigated nerve to do. How dare you, Skip Bayless? Make a comparison to yourself, with yourself, and a comedian who has done a hundred and fifty times more things than you will ever do. Uh, and I'm done. Can I get out of my fallout shelter? Mike. Can I get out of my fallout Drop shelter? The I, just came out of the, I just crawled out of the closet. I see, I'm teasing. I Dude, it looks like nuclear complete. Skip Bayless, I think you're a complete joke to not only the journalism field, but the broadcasting field, the entertainment field, the wrestling human field, being, and the comedy field. You're well, insult being a human. to humanity. And we have said that's a wrap for... That's a wrap, buddy. I have to okay, add so. something real quickly. Okay, the point is, is that... What's next? Is Skip Bayless going to say that he's a better comedian than Johnny Carson or Bob Hope or Steve Allen or even Chevy Chase well, we'll or, Rod, or Rodney Dangerfield? Well, won't surprise me. Won't surprise me. We'll, we'll, we'll find out tomorrow. This is the wrap for the past <laughs> hour. We hope you guys enjoyed this segment. We'll have some more quotes for you tomorrow with the snowman. Follow Brian on Twitter at Golden Voice Snow. Uh, also check out Arena Sports Net, Arena Sports Network if you've got a chance. A really cool site over there in the Great Network. Uh, Snowman, thanks for hopping on, brother. We'll talk to you soon. I love you guys very much. Thanks for having me. God no bless, problem. though. Don't rip, don't rip on George Carlin. <laughs> All right, then. Here goes the Snowman. 
time to head to commercial break. Uh, when we come back, we'll go and talk about that Warriors winning streak coming to an end, and on this day in sports history. Up next, Soft Journal Radio presents The Sports Drive. Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go and it's jockjournal.com don't let your dreams be dreams yesterday you said tomorrow so just do it make your dreams come true just do it While you're going to wake up and work hard at it, nothing is impossible. Where anyone else would quit, and you're not going to stop there. No, what are you waiting for? Do it! Just do it! Yes, you can! Just do it!
your team, ruin your life. When he's in town, he can f*** my wife. Boy, that's boy. what legends do. Ho, ho. No joke. Now, f*** the Raiders, f*** the Chiefs. It's all about the man with a swinging beat. Everyone loves him. He's the bomb. Hell, I'm pretty sure I'm getting turned on by the legend. You know he'll never give up the fight with the help of God, Jesus Christ. He's the cure for cancer. He'll save your soul all the way to the Super Bowl with the legend. Legend, legend, the legend of Tim Tebow. Legend, legend, the legend Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to go, and it's Jock Journal. You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I I, I think that I've become a little bit... uh, Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. What's going on, everybody? You freaking out. Welcome back to Sports Drive here on Jock Journal Radio and JockJournal.com. And open the phone line for you at 602-753-1743. Joshua Lopez here alongside Sean Mandy, historian man, and, of course, Big Win Frank Sprinkle. I uh, want to thank the snowman, Brian Snow, for coming on today for the skippy Burnless of Mass Shower. Excuse me, man. Okay, you do that. Um, if you have any questions for us, um, please hit up our text line at 77948. We'll be talking about some MLB stuff at the top of the hour. Uh, big signing by the Chicago Cubs uh, this past Friday, right after we went off air. We'll talk about all, all that details. And then we're going to dish our top five teams for the NFL, MLB, NBA, and NHL. Nice little different thing we're trying out here on a Monday show. But still got a lot to get into. Um, let's do one of the funner segments we do each week on the Sports Drive. It's on this day in sports history. Educate me. Who doesn't love some? Who doesn't love some history, right, Sean? You bet. Enjoy who, who history. Who doesn't love doing history. their research? Educate yep. me, Jabroni. Educate me. <laughs> All right, let's go to 1901, actually. The first table tennis tournament was held at the London Royal Aquarium on the really? day of the 14th. Oh. Yep. <laughs> on this day, 1915, Jack Johnson became the first black world heavyweight champion, I'm guessing this is for boxing. 
All right. Odyssey, 1952, the Brooklyn Dodgers signed pitcher Sandy Koufax. Um, that's a cool yeah. one. Odyssey, 1982, uh, Marcel Dion for the Los Angeles Kings scored his 500th goal. Odyssey, 1984, Howard Cassell retired from NFL's Monday Night Football. On the same, I think. <clears throat> yeah, oh, Josh. On the same. Yeah, buddy. Okay, I was just gonna say uh, that. Yeah, I think my parents remember. Oh, yeah, my parents grew up with Howard Cosell and Don Meredith and Frank and the late great Frank Gifford, who passed away this year. And uh, I have to say, I, mm-hmm. I, I, with this being on, I'm just gonna make it quick because it, that's how Monday Night Football was so popular. You grew up with those guys. They were fun. They were entertaining. They were really into the action. And Howard Cosell was a fabulous pers- football personality. I'd put him up there with uh, John Madden. It's hard to believe they've all passed on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On this on this day in 1986, Dan Marino of the Miami Dolphins set an NFL record with his seventh 400-yard game. Mm. On this day in 1988, CBS won the exclusive rights to Major League Baseball's 1992 through 94 seasons for $1.1 billion. I like how NBC That's did pretty cool. Mm-hmm. On this CBS, day in 1988, yeah. mm-hmm. on this day, the NBA's Miami Heat won their first game. They had lost their first 17 games. As now they have two champions. Expansion franchise. Yeah, oh, they have two championships. Uh, three, three, three champions. Or three, three, three. Yeah, that's right. I forget about. Okay, that be shame on me. I forgot about oh six. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I oh uh, do. I just made uh, a boo boo. <laughs> All righty. Next one here on this day, nineteen ninety seven. Mike Gartner from the Phoenix Coyotes became the fifth player in NHL history to score seven hundred goals. The other players were Wayne Gretzky, Gordon, Gordy Hull. Phil Esposito and Marcel uh, Dion. Um, next one here. On this thing, 1997, Barry Sanders ran for more than 100 yards for his 13th consecutive game. And then on this thing, 1998, Jerry Rice caught a pass in the game against the Detroit Lions. It was the 191st consecutive game with a reception from the Hall of Famer, Jerry Rice. I'm going to see if there's any more here, but uh, some interesting uh, tidbits uh, from on the stage today. I mean, I didn't know CBS was the exclusive partner for uh, for uh, baseball? baseball during that time well, you never lived yeah. there. Listen, you never lived there. I did. Listen, guys, 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 I lived, and I don't know if, Sean, you remember being born in 87, but I lived... Uh, when NBC had Major League Baseball on Saturday, before you had Fox with these Saturday games, yes, it was CBS. It was I remember what, what I remember about it with growing up. I don't remember much about Major League Baseball on CBS, but with MLB on uh, NBC, oh yeah, I remember it. Bob Costas, Bob Uecker, Joe Morgan, they called some memorable games. Uh, they covered the 95 Fall Classic, 97, uh, 99. So I can tell you that they had been doing it for a long time. I think going all the way up to 2000 is how long Guys, NBC did it. I grew up with Vince Scully and Joe Garagiola and Bob Costas and Tony Kubek. That just you, you shows know, you it, how ancient history I am. And, and don't forget, okay, as we continue on. Who don't did forget, I grow up with? <laughs> don't forget. 
hold on. Don't forget. Did I grew up with Joe late, Buck. Yeah, yes, Joe Buck. Have, but, sadly, but sadly, you have. What I'm saying is, don't forget the late great Jack Buck. Jack Buck oh, yeah, was another right. great. He was another great voice, and uh, the one that uh, is memorable was the 1987 World Series. Actually, in the 1991 World Series, I think when Kirby Puckett hit the home run, and he had this famous call when he says, he goes, and he goes, and there's a long drive to deep left field, and we'll see you later tonight. And that was actually, a great call. Actually, close. It was. We'll see you tomorrow night. Um, it yeah, was we'll actually. See you tomorrow night. I'll, I watched it live. It was a Saturday night in the Metrodome. I watched it on and, CBS Live. Oh, yeah. I, and the I, got a couple, I got a couple more stuff here that just popped up here. All right. Well, educate me. Um, and my horizon. I'm going to say 1960, the Washington Senators baseball team joins the American League. How about oh, that? Yes. I read about um, that. On this, day in, on this day in 1941, uh, the first NFL division playoff, the Bears beat the Packers 33-14. to 14. <laughs> Oh, what have you done lately? <laughs> yeah, times have changed everything, Josh. On this day, 1938, the American League permits Cleveland and Philadelphia to play night baseball games. It took the Cubs a long time for them to get night games. Uh, uh, on yeah. this day, 1977, the Boston Red Sox traded Fergie Jenkins to the Texas Rangers for John Poloni in cash. Mm. Um, oh, great. Hall of Famer? Yeah. <laughs> um, over here. Oh, here we go, Frank. Well, obviously there was the Heisman Trophy winner that happened over the weekend. Speaking yep. of Heisman Trophy winners, Desmond Howard won the Heisman Trophy Award in 1991 on this day, December 14th. Oh, oh yeah, for Michigan. For Michigan. Yeah, let's give out a couple of birthday shout outs. First one to okay. Bill Buckner today. He turned How about that, Sean? sixty six. The former birthday. Boston Red Sox player. Happy and birthday. Cole. Yeah, happy birthday, Bill Buckner. Have a great uh birthday. He was not just uh the the Red Sox player, and of course we all know exactly what ended up happening, which was so sad for the eighteen years of pain he went through, <laughs> him and his family. But he was also a great player for the Los Angeles Dodgers. But Bill Buckner was a is a good man. My dad actually met Bill Buckner. That's right. He did. He met him in uh two thousand four. He met him at a meeting and stuff too, but my dad never brought up the play the play where the ball went right, right. between his legs. <laughs> you couldn't because Buckner yeah. feels so bad about it still. <laughs> he does. Even, happy even birthday to Craig Happy birthday to Craig the Craig Biggio, the Hall of Famer who just turned fifty one today. Oh, Craig Island. Houston Astros. I remember Craig Biggio growing up, yep. Do you remember hmm. this player here? Billy Koch. Billy oh, Koch, former White Sox. Yeah. I do, former White Sox yeah. closer. How can I not forget he Billy turned, Koch? He turned 42 today. He also played yeah, the Olympics. He got a bronze uh, medal in the Olympics in 1996. Now, what's he doing now, and, Billy uh, Koch? It's, I'm not sure, but that's the rep for Honest Day in Sports History. A little longer edition, but uh, a pretty interesting one. Some interesting facts. Um, we'll have another on the stage tomorrow. Uh, before we head to our top of the hour break, guys, um, really quick. The Warriors streak came to an end this past Saturday as they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks. 
What you guys thought? Did it catch you by surprise? Do you think it was a moment that was going to come anytime soon? Or what was your just general thoughts on the Warriors streaks coming to the end? Meg, may I go first, Frank? May I? Okay. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Don't okay, shoot okay. me. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Warriors, I have to tell you, it's been incredible job. Think about it. They had won 28 straight. The last time the Warriors even lost before they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks was Game 3 of the NBA Finals against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Ever since then, they have not looked back. I don't think one loss is really going to impact their team. We already know that the Warriors are going to go to the playoffs this year. They'll just pick themselves right up. And, Frank, you made a very interesting point before we went on the air today that the Warriors just seem to be pretty tired. They played a really good game Friday night. I watched it. It was a double overtime game against my favorite team, the Boston Celtics, and it was a great great game between both teams. It was back and forth, and it, again, it was a heck of a game. Then I thought, well, they're going to make history. They're going to go into Milwaukee and win. They didn't do it. Okay, so you lose to the 9-15 and 15 bucks. It's still not going to hurt them. The Warriors are still dangerous in the entire NBA. I still think that they're still playing for a lot of other things to be considered. They're trying to play for history to maybe be one of the best NBA teams of all time. Can they still break the Chicago Bulls' 1995-96 record? Absolutely they can, but we'll see You know, if, if they can break that record, if they'd be maybe 73-9, and nine, or, of course, we already know that they were 67-15. and 15. They were up with some of the other great 67-15 and 15 teams from years past, but I, this loss by them against a Bucks team that's not very good, it's not really going to impact them. I don't think Warrior fans and NBA fans should be saying, how can you lose to the 915 Bucks? Hey, it happens. You just think that, oh, yeah, it's easy. It's going to be an easy win against an easy team, but then the easy team says, you know what, let them think what they want. We can still play the upset special. But I think the Warriors are going to be fine. They're Yeah, they're on the right path. They're, there's... Really, nobody, in my opinion, that can really stop them in the Western Conference. And uh, I still think San Antonio is the only team. But it was expected that they were going to be losing. You know, Stephon Curry even said it best that he goes, you know what, it's going to come down to a point where we're likely going to lose some games here and there. So, you know, Saturday it just happened. They played bad, but they move on. What did you think, Frank? The big win there? Big win? Josh, did, su- hopefully he'll get his internet fixed. Josh, uh, were you surprised to see the Warriors lose to the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday night? Yes, I was. Um, you know, I, I can hear people make excuses about, oh, they were tired, they were playing on the road, but, you know, all these other teams had long winning streaks and they didn't use the road or whatever excuses. They just played to win. No, I, I, I think the Warriors are the best team in the NBA. Don't get me wrong, son. They are. Mm-hmm. They're a right. very, very talented team. And I just I just wonder what, where they're going to go next this. Will they continue the momentum or will they just continue going downhill? Because, um, you know, you, you, need, you need Steve Kerr. You need Steve Kerr eventually. I give Kramer credit to you. Luke Wallace done a, a good job. I feel that, yes, even though he's Luke Walton and, yes, they have the same team they have last year, there is coaching that does get involved in the game. 
So people can say what they want about Luke Wallen, but he deserves a lot of credit with what they've been doing for the last 24 games. Quite Frank, honestly. Back there, buddy. Quite honestly, Frank? Josh, uh, as since we got a little bit of time, uh, quite honestly, the way I look at it, the way I view it, is that, yeah, Luke Walton did a great job. And who would have thought the Warriors would be good at this point? I know Snowman was very, very proud about the way the Warriors have played. And they have you got to give them props and you got to give them credit. This is a team that's trying to be the first team to repeat since the Miami Heat did it. And, of course, some of those great uh, Laker teams and great Bull teams and Celtic teams uh, for the Golden State Warriors. And they and they know that they're trying to play for history. Had they won, yes, NBA history would have been made. They would have been the first team to ever go 25-0. and zero. But I don't think it's – like I said, this loss is not going to have a major impact on them. I really don't. But they need to still be realizing that uh, they've gotten off to a really good start, which is really, really important. But they need to realize it's still a long season and a lot of things can happen. But – like I, I was thinking to myself, who can beat this team? Who is the team that can really threaten them? San, a lot of people have said San Antonio, but in the Eastern Conference, I don't think anybody can defeat the Golden State Warriors. Stephen Curry is a, just a great NBA player. He's done a great job for that team. He's been one of the leaders. Yeah. He's a young guy. The Warriors are just this young team that's got a lot of depth. Still. I am fast. And once they get Steve Kerr. Uh, Frank, I was going to ask you before you had some technical difficulties, were you surprised to see the Warriors lose on Saturday night, or or did you expect that to happen? Well, I, I did, but I was hoping not, because I wanted to see Golden State go undefeated at least until Christmas Day, because I wanted to see what would have been a huge blockbuster game, and it still will be on Christmas Day between the Warriors uh, and the Cavaliers in Oakland. But you got to understand this. Look, Steph Curry said we're going to lose games, and that's the fact of the reality. We knew it was going to happen at some point, but there's got to be a sense of pressure lifted by losing that first game because now you don't have – if you're the Golden State Warriors, you do not have to hear uh, all of this talk about you guys um, being the talk of the NBA constantly, the fact that you guys had not lost the game. I think for them uh, it was physical fatigue. And it was mental fatigue. I think that's what we saw in the game against the Bucks on Saturday night. I think it all caught up with the Warriors. And understand this, they had been on a six-game road swing. They're coming back home uh, this week. I think just the fatigue, both physical and mental, really caught up with this Golden State Warriors team. And i got to say this, Sean, about the Celtics-Warriors game on Friday night, which they won the Warriors in double overtime. That game had me on the edge of my seat. In fact, edge of my seat. I was standing up the entire time. That was such a great game. I couldn't sit down to hyperactive soul that I am. Uh, I enjoyed it. But you know what? I enjoyed this Warriors team. And as far as 72 and 10, they got an excellent shot of breaking it. No question about it. Mm-hmm. They do. As, they a Bulls fan, my, it, as a Bulls fan, I just puke in my mouth. <laughs> it's not happening. Sorry to break you to everybody. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we have to go to a commercial break, but when we come back, we'll talk about Jason Hayward signing with the Chicago Cubs and some more baseball news here on the Sports Drive on Jock Journal Radio. Kids. 
donate your car today. 1877 Cars for Kids. K A R S Cars for Kids. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1877 Cars for Kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids. 1877 Cars for Kids. Donate your car today. And welcome to McDonald's. You've probably heard we're revamping our image. But you may not know about all the wonderful new changes in store for our customers. You've seen our hot new hipster Hamburglar. But have you seen the new Grimace? He used to be such a sourpuss. But now he's a puss magnet. Uh-huh. <laughs> we also have a new burger for all you tree huggers out there who are too snobby to eat fresh patties from enormous vats of ground up cows. The McCarrot Burger. Mmm, healthy and delicious. But don't worry, we've still got all the classics, like the Big Mac. And we're not going to change the Big Mac or the special sauce inside it. Our founder's grandson's great-nephew Randy's been making it, whatever it is, for 45 years. I make it at home in the back room, late at night. Now let's talk dessert. The apple filling in our baked apple pie was too hot for some people, so we replaced it with something a lot cooler. Gumballs. And of course, there have been a lot of questions about just what kind of fish is in the fillet of fish. Fish, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Definitely, it's a fish. But we're not just updating the menu; we're upgrading the entire experience. Karen, do you remember those complaints from moms about the cleanliness of the ball pit at the play place? I sure do, Jeff. But not to worry; those ball pits will be scrubbed clean by our new global head of play place cleanliness, Randy. They told me I could legally wash the children's balls. Whoa! Don't worry about how that sounds. Randy will only be allowed to clean when our locations are closed. Dang it. Wait a minute. We almost forgot about Ronald. Studies show that Ronald McDonald actually scares the shit out of children, so he's now known as health expert Ronald McDoctor. Hi. Nothing is healthier than eating at McDonald's. Uh, Try our gumball pies. They're very slimming. Thanks, Doc. Hey, Jeff, isn't it about time for our jingle? You mean, I'm loving it? No, silly, the new one. Oh, yeah. Hit it, maestro. Mickey D's, you have no other choice at the airport. So come on down to the new McDonald's, which is now called Anywhere But McDonald's. As in, where do you want to eat tonight, Jeff? Anywhere But McDonald's. (laughs) Oh, yeah, one more thing. F*** you, Morgan Spurlock. Dick. Anywhere but McDonald's, you still have no other choice at the airport. And there ain't no more Happy Meals, neither. Unless you have beg me for it. You like to beg, don't you? Barely ads, they stupid fake commercials. Oh. I could clean your workstation. No, right. Randy, Randy, that's clean. Come on. Jeff, you want to step to me? Huh? Oh. Jeff, I, got, I can take it. Jeff doesn't want you to touch me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're back. I had to surf porn and post my pics on an adult website.
You are listening to Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. What's going on, everybody? Final hour here to the Sports Drive on Jock Journal Radio. As I refresh my Twitter account here, I just see this really dope poster for the Royal Rumble this year. By the way, for those who are wrestling fans, if you want to call in and talk about TLC last night, you can call in at 602-753-1743. Really, really cool poster here with John Cena. The World Rumble will be on January 24th, and by that time, the week week of the Rumble, guys, I'll be celebrating my 150th episode of the Pro Wrestling Experience. So, big, big... A couple of shows coming up really soon. So uh, we got one more hour left here. Hope you guys have been enjoying the show. Frank and Sean are bringing it like they always do. Hopefully, I'm not doing, I'm not too shabby. Um, Yeah, of course, we're bringing it. Also, we're going to keep this this next segment pretty not super short, but we're going to keep it to ten minutes here. Um, let's talk some baseball here before we go back into football and all that jazz. Gentlemen, the Chicago Cubs signed Jason Hayward for eight years, $184 million on Friday. Do you like the move? Do you think it's too much money? What side of the fence are you on with this? We'll start with Sean here since Frank's the Cubs fan. Uh, Let's see, the move for the Cubs. This is a great move for Chicago because, look, the Cubs know very, very well that next year it's either either World Series or bust for them next year, and the moves that they've made have been tremendous. This team has got depth, it's got pitching, it's got hitting. Clearly the Cubs have got to be the clear favorites next year to win the National League Central. I won't rule out the St. Louis Cardinals, although – the Cardinals know very, very well they are losing pieces very, very fast. And who knows if they're going to be good next year? I've always had that question with St. Louis if they're going to be a good team. But clearly, Josh and Frank, the Cubs are a team that is on a mission right now and into next year. And that is winning the World Series and ending 108 years of frustration for a Cubs team that's just itching for that opportunity. Remember back in October, there was this big hullabaloo about the Cubs possibly going to be the team to win it in 2015 and do the Back to the Future 2 philosophy that the Cubs had win in 2015. It would not happen. I didn't even think it was going to happen because they just got too many holes to fill. Their holes are almost getting filled up, but I'm sure Theo Epstein is not completely done. It's a perfect move for Chicago to bring in Jason Hayward. I like it. I think it's going to help them out, but we'll see what ends up happening. Hey, who cares about Back to the Future? You know what? That's a fictional movie. Listen, look, that's fiction. But we're seeing here from the Cubs completely nonfiction here. Hey, I like Back to the Although I like Back to the Future. I do like the trilogy. I like Michael J. Fox as, as uh, Barry McFly. I, li- I like it all. But what I like is this Cub lineup. And what you're seeing from the Cubs and getting Jason Hayward and John Lackey, two guys from the St. Louis Cardinals here, first of all, that's got to show you that if you take a look at Lackey first, and then Hayward, second. Uh, mm-hmm. It tells to me that they realize that in terms of the dominance in the National League Central, that it has shifted from the Cardinals to the Cubs, and they know it. 
they know, and I think it has to do with the National League Divisional Series, that they know that this is a team that gets, that's going to give them a better odds of getting back to the World Series and to that effect winning it uh, as opposed oh. as opposed to the, the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, that's down there, as far as Jason Hayward, he's never won a World Series. That's different with Hayward, however. Correct. Um, oh, no. Hey, right, guys. Guys, we have what? a breaking news story. Um I don't know if you guys see this or not, but I don't know if it's just breaking news or anything, but there's been, obviously, the Pete Rose story, he's been trying to appeal his ban. We've just got a breaking news story from ESPN that uh, Rob, Commissioner Rob Maverick has decided not to lift uh, the permanent ban for Pete Rose. Oh, come on! For this... all that holy, can I change the subject here for a moment? Y- yes, go ahead. I want to get yes. into this. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get back. If we, if we have time, let's get back to the Jason Hayward thing. But this is, more, this is breaking. Listen, Pete Rose has paid his debt already. Rob Manfred, we have had guys that have done a lot worse. Okay, uh, let, let's look at uh, Mark McGuire, hitting instructor. Barry Bond, uh, possibly going to be the hitting instructor of the Miami Marlins here. I mean, we're talking about guys that have tainted the game more ways than Pete Rose has. Listen, this is a forgiving public. I am forgiving a Pete Rose. And you know what? It's about damn time we put him in. And I just want to say this before we move on to you, Sean and Josh. I give Fox Sports a great bit of gratitude for hiring Pete Rose. You know, it's just a shame that no network had hired him decades earlier. But Fox Sports, thank you for doing that. Thank you, Fox. Be around that, Brett. You know what? Oh gosh! My reaction to this to this story that just came across the sports tickers is very very shocking. Oh. You know, I could not believe that after all of this that has happened with this situation, that Pete Rose—that's it is. It's he's been in what we call baseball prison since 1986. This has been a big big blunder by Major Actually, League since Baseball. Since 1989. Since 1989, thank you, Frank, for correcting me. This has been a blunder. Yeah, this is something awesome. that baseball should address. And and you know what? There was a lot of discussion, Josh and Frank, throughout this year. What would Rob Manfred do, Commissioner Manfred, do to fix this whole situation with the uh, with Pete Rose? I'd say lift it, be done with it, let him re-enter baseball, and let him go into the Hall of Fame. It's a slap in the face to Major League Baseball, and it's a slap in the face. Now I can tell you one thing, that here and next year by this time, we'll make sure that this will be on this day in sports history, December 14, 2015, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred announces that he will not lift the ban, the suspension ban, of Pete Rose. This is just, this is so sad that MLB, that Bud Selig didn't he's lift it. He's never coming back, Sean. He's never coming back. Yeah, he's never, he's never coming back. back. And this is, life. this is what, this is a guy who's been, who is in like his 70s right now. And this is a guy that's done a lot for the game. I like Pete Rose. Sure, he made some bad decisions for his, his uh, betting, his gambling on baseball. But this was, this is a real kick in the pants for MLB and for baseball fans to be shocked by this 26 years later still ongoing. And Josh, uh, actually, uh, and Josh, uh, what do you think of this? It's, uh, yeah, Josh, what do you think? It's, it's been almost 40 years now. I mean, I mean, I, 
not like the guy murdered anybody. I mean, maybe it's just me, but I, I, I'm one of those people that try to learn from your mistakes and grow from it as a person. I don't like holding grudges towards people because you don't get anything out of it. It shows how petty you are. And for baseball to continue to have this grudge on uh, Pete Rose when the steroid issues is tarnished the legacy of baseball more than Pete Rose's gambling issues. I mean, it's BS. I'm not surprised by it, but I'm just disappointed. I mean, it's it's, it's already long overdue, man. What the hell, man? Move on. Move. Get over it. Yes, he made a mistake, but Jesus Christ, what, what has he done since that's been so bad? Oh, he appeared on a couple of WrestleManias and got two stoned by Kane? Well, big freaking <laughs> so deal. It, it, it's time to move on. I mean, come on. I know, I know. Guys, I want to say this. I want to say, people who's never get back in the baseball now. Seriously, if Rob Manfred's yep. not going to lift yep. the band now, yep. you I, should I, forget I, about it. I, I said that when we were talking about the Hall of Fame a couple of months ago. When, um, yeah, I said that you won't see uh, P. Rose a lot back in baseball until he dies, unfortunately. It's, 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 it's politics. It's, it's, it's politics. It's, that's why. It's really, politics. I'm Don't think about the fans here, do you? Yes. All right, uh, before we answer that commercial break in a couple minutes, any, any last comments on Jason Hayward the Cubs? I, I have to ask, yes, I, I want to get back to this, and I've got a question for the big Cubs fan, Mr. Frank Sprinkle. Is Sorry, it World Mr. Sean the Red Sox fan. Go ahead. All right. Is it World Series or bust next year for the Cubs? I think that World Series or bust, you better believe it's World Series or bust. Look, the fact that the Cubs did not get into the World Series, I'm giving the Cubs a pass. I had a feeling after game two, as a matter of fact, I called it, after the first inning of game two against the Mets in the NLCS, where the Mets fans got to Jake Arrieta and the Cubs could not do anything in the top of the first in New York, that I knew this series was going to end. I had a feeling it was going to be a sweep after that. I knew it was going to be a sweep heading into game three. But you know what? That's a young, immature ball club. Now you've got guys that are another year older, another year wiser. You have Jason Hayward, uh, the new bat in the lineup. You have John Lackey, who has the World who has the World Series experience with the Cardinals here. Uh, Hayward doesn't have the World Series experience. Lackey does. This is this is great. This is great, and Cubs fans should savor this. So, if World Series are bust with this talent, you better believe it's World Series are bust. Time and, to take the next step. And, and real quickly, I, I want to ask this uh, to Josh too. Josh, World Series are bust for the Cubs next year. No, I don't think it's bust yet for them. I don't. Um, maybe some people feel it's um, uh, winning a World Series of bust because of how good they played last year. I mean, not a lot of people expect them to even make the playoffs last year, let alone getting 97 victories. Um, I, 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 I would have to give them one more year before I would say World Series of bust. Okay, fair enough. It's, fair it's enough. just I me. I don't see that. I know where you're coming from. Maybe I'm just eager to yeah, so come to the World Series at last. I, I don't blame you. I don't. <laughs> um, I don't know where you're coming from. Yeah. With that said, uh, we're going to head to a commercial break. Um, hopefully, maybe the White Sox can make some more moves before the uh, 
training camp, the spring training starts. So we're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll give out our top five picks for current MLB, NFL, NHL, and NBA teams here on the Sports Drive, here on Jockey Journal Radio. Time for commercials. If you listen hard enough, you might hear the subliminal messages telling you to buy whatever we are selling. Last time I asked you, what is something Drake would say while dancing like this? So let's take what you said and make a crap. Comment, raps, and parodies. You used to bring me some tacos. Now you always forget to put salsa. Tacos only mean one thing. Ooh, there's a spider. Kill it, please. Eek, there's a spider on me. Help, help, help. I should really shoot off me. I just noticed this fire in my shoe. And I will slowly try to extinguish it. Oh, I just saw some pizza. I'm gonna go eat it. Oh, that thought whilst I deal out these poker cards. Now watch me sweep. Now watch me clean, clean. Now watch me sweep, sweep. I should have bought the real Windex. This off-brand is a joke. I could be a maid and dust with this dance move. It is fall in Canada. Time to get out the rake. Whoop, I farted. Whoop, whoop, I farted. Whoop, it stinky. Whoop, it stink. I look stupid sweeping this floor. There's too much dust. Rough game, but I'll brush it off. And this is how I play tennis. There are bugs on my legs. Someone is passing gas in here. Let me wave the air in style. Is it because I haven't taken a shower? And it's the smell of my thighs. I choose you, Pikachu. Sub for sub, rub for rub. This is how you wipe a baby's butt. You cut my fruit and serve it. And I know when it's Halloween. It's time for pumpkin carving. I love cross-country skiing. Bowls in my hands are a good feeling. Every day I'm shuffling. My girlfriend said she needs vitamins. So I gave her vitamin D. And her name is John C. My next challenge for you is to say I'm sorry because I blank. So what's the funniest thing that you could possibly be sorry for? I'm looking for stuff like because I cleaned the toilet with your toothbrush. (laughs) Stuff like that. Let's see what the funniest thing is you can come up with. Leave it in the comments below, and we will hopefully see your comment on Thursday's Justin Bieber parody. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss that video, and hopefully see your comment there. And hit the like button if you liked this video, and we will see you. 
Are you looking for the web's best sports news? Visit jockjournal.com. Sports media has lost its touch. It seems that journalists are scared to report what they see for fear of losing access to the teams they cover. At jockjournal.com, you get inside info on the entire NFL community without all the politics or fears other writers have. That's jockjournal.com. When you need the NFL sports news, information, opinions, fantasy, football, or discussions, there's only one place to to go and it's jockjournal.com on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. 1-877-CARS-FOR-KIDS. Donate your car today. Jock Journal Radio. News, opinion, and discussion for all you jock stars. Welcome back to the Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, I, I think that I've become a little bit... Uh, obsessed. Obsessed with sports. Welcome back to the Sports Drive here on John Journal Radio and JohnJournal.com. We've got Sean Mann, the historian, gutterball man. And, of course, we got the big win, Frank Sprinkle from Blue Bumblebee, Indiana. Um, Good change. Before we move on to this next topic here, I want to first thank um, Frank Sprinkle for... Uh, Writing a letter of recommendation for me over the weekend. Yeah, it was a blessing. It was poetry in motion. Thou shalt hire, <laughs> thou, thou shalt, thou hire Josh Lopez because he will bring forth the power, the prestige, uh, the showmanship, the masculinity. Thou shalt hire Josh Lopez. Thou shalt be happy in communication. That's yeah, it was really cool. I I I didn't I didn't expect that coming, but I I, I thought that was really really cool. Um, so I I, I had to thank Frank for uh, writing that for me. It was really nice. I also, I want to uh, saying thou this and thou that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> I also want to thank all the people that um, checked out my play by play article uh, last night for uh, WrestleZone.com for the. TLC pay-per-view that I covered last night. That was a lot of fun. The article had over 2,500 comments, so that's pretty cool. Uh, You know, 
this being a rest of NAC, that may people interacting and chiming back on an article you wrote, I think that's pretty cool. All right, let's yeah, go I do agree. the next one here. Uh, um, we're going to give out our top five list for current NBA, NFL, uh, NHL, and M- M- MLB teams. Let's start off with the NBA. We'll, we'll do a rapid fire here. We'll start off with Frank here. Top five NBA, NBA teams right now. I don't know. Should I put the Golden State Warriors number one? Do you think I should? Yeah, yes. I think I'll put the Golden State Warriors number one. I can't think of anybody else. Listen, I'm gonna make this quick because we got over, uh, because we got because we got a whole list here. We got the two of you, but actually, Golden State's gotta be number one. Uh, that's not a question there. Behind them, I gotta say definitely the San Antonio Spurs, the other team that has won 20 plus games. Of course, not getting much of attention because of what um, Golden State has done, but 20 and five. Uh, mightily impressive here. Uh, I'm going to say this. For the third team, I'm going to go with the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're back. 16-8. Uh, Billy Donovan is worth wonders in the Dash Club. So I'm going to say Oklahoma City. Um, number... Jeez, um, this is a tough one. Four? Here, but I, I'm going to say Toronto. Four, I'm going to say four. That's where I'm Toronto. I'll say Toronto number four. And guys, I hate to do this, but um, i got to put Cleveland number five. Uh, right now, number one, I'm going to go with the Golden State Warriors at number one. Number two, but because if you look at, yeah, this team, like I pointed out, they lose the game to Milwaukee. It's not going to affect them. They're doing a great job. Bill Walton's done a actually not Bill Walton, but Luke Walton, that's Bill Walton's son, doing a very, very <laughs> good job as interim coach for the Golden State Warriors. That team's got depth. They've got talent. Uh, number two, I gotta agree with Frank there. I gotta go with the San Antonio Spurs. They just the way they've looked, and that you know the Spurs realize this, gentlemen. They realize this is their final shot to try to make this work. They realize Duncan is getting up there. Ginobili, Greg Popovich knows that his time is coming yep. up as an NBA head coach, and he's done a sensational job when he took over for, uh, I believe it was for Bob Hill in the late 1990s, and he brought five championships there. So, yeah, San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Number three, I'm going to put in the Eastern Conference, I'm going to go with the – I'm going to go with the Toronto Raptors at number number three. Why? Because they still – They've got the talent still. They've got depth. They they realize that they are not that bad as a team, and that they could still overtake Cleveland for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So Toronto Raptors most definitely is at my number three. Number four, of course, I'm going to put in the uh, number four. I'm going to put the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers in there at number four. They are have played well, ten and one. You know, of course. Uh, they're probably shaking their heads about why they lost to the L.A. Lakers. They're just uh, a team that has really been outstanding. Uh, David Blatt is trying to get this team to grow. Uh, of course, expectations have always been high for the Cavaliers ever since the NBA season began. And lastly, at number five, really tough choice for me at number five, I would have to too. probably say that maybe the L.A. Clippers are in number five. Five, uh, you know they they know they're fourteen and ten, Josh and Frank, but there's still plenty of room for improvement for the Clippers. Doc Rivers ha- is a great NBA coach. You got to remember that he's got an NBA title under his resume. You know he's got one on his resume, and he went he goes to a Clippers team where he used to where he had his playing days there. 
So the L.A. Clippers are definitely a team that can improve at number five. They're not all the way there yet, but uh, they're 14-10. and 10. You know they're going to be a big threat come playoff time. They're going to get better uh, for the Clippers. You can expect to see some uh, more moves. So those are my number five right there, gentlemen, for the NBA top five. For me, guys, I'm going to go with Golden State number one, San Antonio number two. Uh, number three, I'll go with uh, Oklahoma City. Number four, I'll go with the Bulls. And number five, I'll go with the Raptors. So mm. that, that that's my top five there. Um, next one, here we go to the NHL. On to the NHL. Yeah, let's go from the hardwood to the ice. Hardwood to the ice. Hardwood to the ice. Isn't that pretty? Isn't that nice? I'm expecting the, I'm expecting the Boston Bruins on this list. <laughs> I get the Boston Bruins you on this list. You want me to go first here, Josh? Yes, you hump. Yeah, right. go ahead. All right. I okay, go all right, gentlemen. Here's, here's what we got for number five. You know what? Number one, I'm going to go with the Dallas Stars. Who would have ever thought that the Dallas Dallas Stars would be this good at twenty two and six? Twenty two and six. Uh, the Los Angeles Kings, I got them at number two. I'm going to put the Chicago okay. Blackhawks on there, gentlemen, at number three. And wow. number four, yeah, the Blackhawks. You know, you both know I like you both. You both know I bust your chops about the Blackhawks. Okay, you, you know I. I, yeah, I, yes, I yeah, yes, yes, yes. Twenty thirteen. Have to remember the Blackhawks are still the defending Stanley Cup champions. They even in my update I had mentioned that the Blackhawks have been playing better of late. They can still improve, and that Western Conference should be interesting. And uh, like I say, with Dallas being number one, that was a good pick because the Dallas Stars have really impressed me quite a bit. Uh, for number four, number four, I'm going to put. This is a tough one. I'm going to put the. Uh, you know what? I'm going to put the Washington Capitals at number four. I'm going to put the Capitals at number four because Alexander Ovechkin's okay. been trying so hard to get the Capitals that Stanley Cup championship, but it's going to. But the thing with the Capitals is, is that can they win big games in the playoffs? Every time they've gotten there, we've seen how the Capitals have just, you know, simultaneously just choked and given up and played bad. And number five. I gotta, I gotta be a little bit biased here. I'll stick the Boston oh, Bruins Boston at number Bruins. five. <laughs> of course, you know. That's the fine. reason, the reason why there. I'm putting the Boston Bruins at number four is because, at number five is because at first I was a bit concerned. I hear they were zero and three to start the season. I thought, oh boy. I said, if it's, if that's the way it's going to be, it's going to be a long season if you don't turn this thing around. The Bruins are not far away from Detroit and Montreal. They're playing a lot better of late for hockey. They're moving the puck around. They're uh, being a yeah. lot better with uh, with their power play this year. I'm kind of impressed with that when I've watched games with the power play. So uh, the Bruins are getting there. I, I know there's still a lot of work an improvement for the Boston Bruins. That's my five. All right, I'll, I'll go. All right. But I'll take – Go ahead, Want me to go – okay, I'll, I'll take the Dallas Stars the number one. Obviously, they have the most points at 22-6-2. and two. Um, But now it gets really interesting beyond Dallas here because number two, you know, this is a team I probably would have taken number one um, within the first month of this season because Montreal, they were winning games 
Well, they, they weren't losing like the Golden State Warriors were, although they couldn't keep the streak up like Golden State. But so I got to take um, Montreal number two, although with Kerry Price being out, and of course he had done wonders for that uh, Montreal Canadiens club. Um, uh, definitely tough for them, but I'm still going to take Montreal at number two. Um, number three, I'll go with the Washington Capitals here. I'll definitely take Washington at number three. Of course, this is a team that's always in contention, but with Alexander Ovenchkin, they just can't take the next step in the playoffs. But you know what? That's for the spring. Mm-hmm. This is for now. We're not, I'll take Washington at number three. Um, number four, who do I take? I mean, I do want to give the Blackhawks some props here, but I'm going to take the Los Angeles Kings at number four. Of course, this is a team that, like the Blackhawks, has been synonymous with winning Stanley Cup championships. Them and the Blackhawks have been the two biggest teams in terms of success over this past few years, and they got 40 points themselves, and you know what, the Blackhawks, I'll take them at number five, okay, I'm probably being a little biased, well, no, I'm actually not being, sorry, a little biased, if I were biased, I'd take them at number one, but you know what, with Patrick Kane, and of course, they are the defending Stanley Cup champions here, playing pretty well, I'll take them at number five, but at five. All right, my top five gentlemen, I'll start off here with the Montreal Canadiens at number one. I'll go to Dallas Stars number two. Okay. Washington at three. Like the me. Blackhawks at four. And then the New York Islanders at five. Really a tough one. Yeah. I, I've been covering all the NHL games. Um doing the recap articles, which you can see on our Facebook page, the Sports Drive with Sean Mann and Josh Lopez. Always have my recap articles on there. Uh, you know, Islanders are a really good offensive score team, man. They're, they're very consistent and persistent with their offense. All right, let's go to the NFL, gentlemen. No, actually, let's go to MLB before we go to the NFL. Let's go with baseball for a sex. Woo-hoo! Baseball! Oh, boy. Be- to All right, from, <laughs> from the hardwood... To the ice, to the the baseball field. Diamond, or you can call it the, the big diamond. diamond. There you go. It's the diamond. The diamond, the diamond, or the, diamond <laughs> or the big leagues. Yeah, the diamond or the big leagues. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's start off with Sean. Okay, uh, for Major League Baseball, my top five. I think heading into next year, number one. I'm going to put the Kansas City Royals at number one until somebody proves okay. to me that they, yeah, because you know what? The Royals know they can repeat as World Series champions. They are still a very, very young team that's got a lot of depth. They've got pitching. Ned Yost deserves a lot of credit this year, gentlemen, for what he did to get yeah, that World more. Series. Yes. Well, yeah, two fall classic appearances. The guy was under a lot of pressure this year. Ned Yost did a great job. And for the Royals ending their 30-year drought, that was a impressive thing. Uh, number two. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to put it number two. I'm going to put the Chicago Cubs at number two. Just because we talked about Jason, uh, you know, Arietta and John Lester and Lackey and Jason Hayworth, all this talent that the Cubs have, they're at number two, no doubt about it, because – this Cubs team is on that, like I pointed out before, and said time after time. I hate being repetitive, though. <laughs> yeah. That the Cubs, that the Cubs are basically on that mission. 
They are on the mission to end this curse, end this misery, which has really, 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 really hurt them tremendously and caused their fans a great deal of heartache over the years. Number three. Yeah, number three. Okay. The L.A. Dodgers, I put at number three. Okay. So Don Mattingly, they part ways with him in October after the disappointing loss in five games to the Mets. He went 8-11 and as Dodgers manager. Yeah, hurry up. Yeah, we gotta get going. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. So yeah, the L.A. Dodgers at number three. Uh, new manager. They're gonna be good again next year. Number four. I'm putting the Boston Red Sox at number four. I think with the addition of David Price, they're gonna be really, really, really good. And they're at. And don't be surprised if Dave Dombrowski's got more moves up his sleeve. And number five, the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay, here's my top five. Frank? I'll be a quick. Actually, I agree with Sean. Kansas City's got to be number one up there. They're the defending World Series champs, and they got all that talent coming back. Number two, yes, I am going with the Chicago Cubs here because this team's stock has risen with what they did at the winter meetings. Number three, the New York Mets. Of course, they still have the big bats. What happens? You know, suspect is still to be determined. Uh, number four, I'm going with the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, great bats in their lineup. And, guys, guys, I'm going to say this for number five. I'm going to go with the Houston Astros here. Young and up-and-coming ball club surprised me. I think they should be better um, in a second year with all this great young talent. So there you go. All right, for me, number one, Kansas City. Number two, Toronto. Three, the Cubs. Four, the Mets. And then number five, the Washington Nationals. Next one here, we go in our final top five list, the NFL. Start with the big win. Okay, the NFL will come on. I got to go with the Carolina Panthers, number one, um, undefeated. No question about it. That's not even a question. Number two, how about the Arizona Cardinals? Yes, I've been impressed with Arizona, and they could give a fret of Carolina and the NFC. We don't know yet. Except to say that Carolina may not yeah. be the best team in that conference. Okay, I know i got to speak so on number three. I'm going to go with the New England Patriots, number four. I don't know who to pick now because both teams lost, but I think I'll still take the De- I'll still I still think I'll take the Denver Broncos, and you know what I got to make some room for Seattle. Yes, Josh. Yes, Josh. I know Seattle. Uh. Seattle plays the red hot football. Number five, the barrel number five, and I do it for you, Josh. Actually, not for you, but nobody. Hey, nobody circles the bandwagons like Frank Sprinkle. I'll go next. On it? Go ahead. All right. Number one, I'm putting the New England Patriots at number one, okay? Because after what I saw last night and their great defense, the Patriots are back, folks. They're back, and I think (laughs) the next three three games they have to win just to get home field advantage and get that number one seed in the AFC. Number two, I'm going to put the Carolina Panthers. That's right, Panther fans. I've got to put the Pats over the Carolina Panthers just because – Oh, jeez. I knew that was coming. But Carolina has shown everybody this year that they are a different team than what they were last year. Number three, number three, Arizona Cardinals. They have improved. Remember last year they were 11-5. and A lot of people were wondering, would this team recover? Would they be the same team that we saw last year? So right now i got the Patriots, the Panthers, and the Cardinals. Number four, I am going to pick the – is a really tough one. I'm going to pick the Cincinnati Bengals at number four. Uh, the reason mm, why I moved them to number four is, yeah, the reason why I moved them to number four is because, okay, they're a playoff team, but I think the injury of yeah. Andy Dalton is going to have a severe impact on this team, a team that wants to get the monkey off their back and win a playoff uh-huh. game and end 
that playoff drought. Next year, next month is a quarter century since the Bengals' last playoff win. And number five, the Denver Broncos. The reason why I say Denver is because they're a team that's been lucky to win a lot of their games because of the defense and the special team. Sure, Brock Osweiler has been impressive. He's given me full efforts. But if Peyton Manning comes back and doesn't do a very good job, say sayonara to another bust season for the Denver Broncos. I should have even picked Denver in that oh. list. All right, here we go. This is an uh, interesting list. Number one, Carolina Panthers. Number two, hey. Arizona Cardinals. Number three, New England Patriots. Speaking like me. Number four, Denver Broncos. Except. Number five, number five Pittsburgh Steelers. Whoa, you're putting Pittsburgh in there. Well, Josh, you know what? Yeah. Before I know, I know we got to get into a few other things. The Monday night preview, the final thought. We have to didn't go to surprise- too. Yeah, it didn't surprise me too, Josh, that you picked the Pittsburgh Steelers. Remember what Tony Dungy said last night? He said the Pittsburgh Steelers are really a team that is on fire right now. They are starting to click at the right time. So I wasn't surprised that you picked uh, Pittsburgh, even though you and I got the Pittsburgh game right and Frank got uh, the game wrong because he picked Cincinnati. Shame on me. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we've got to take, take our final break of the day. When we come back, we'll make our picks for the Dolphins, Giants, News Fest, and Sunlight. Probably lose that game, too. <laughs> Time for commercials. If you listen hard enough, you might hear the subliminal messages telling you to buy whatever we are selling. Cars for kids, K A R S cars for kids. One eight seven seven cars for kids. Donate your car today. Also on the web at carsforkids.com. That's cars with a K. We're a recognized 501c3 charity organization, so you'll receive a maximum tax deduction. What's more, you'll receive a free vacation voucher of three days and two nights. One eight seven seven cars for kids. K-A-R-S, Cars for Kids, one cars for kids donate your car today. Taking a family of five to the amusement park can cost a small fortune. Oh, yeah. So to save some money, we thought, hey, let's bring the amusement park to us. Yeah. Go ahead. All right. Uh, step right up. Step right up, young man. Are you ready to ride the Wacky Waterfall? That's just the bathtub with the shower head running. Nope, it's the Wacky Waterfall. It's the shower, Dad. Waterfall. Wacky. There's an easier way to save. To get a free rate quote, go to Geico.com. Then buy online, over the phone, or at your local Geico office. Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it! Make your dreams come true. Just do it. Some people dream of success while you're going to wake up and work hard at it. Nothing is impossible. You should get to the point where anyone else would quit 
you're not going to stop there. No. What are you waiting for? Do it. Just do it. Yes, you can. Just do it. If you're trying to start a business, stop giving up. Sports Drive, where we give you sports radio that doesn't suck. I, 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 I think that I've become a little bit... Uh, Obsessed. Obsessed with sports. All right, ladies and gentlemen, final segment of the day here for the Sports Drive on Jack Journal Radio and JackJournal.com, you freaking humps. We're live every Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, ready to rock and roll, the final segment of the day. Boys, don't we have another primetime dumpster fest uh, tonight as the 5-7 and seven year Giants take on the 5-7 and seven Miami Dolphins at Sunlight Stadium, which is also the home of the uh, WrestleMania 28. So, uh, I remember that. We'll yes. make our, let's make our picks. Let's make our picks. Yep. Uh, we'll start off with um, we'll start off with Sean, here. He's eager. Oh, it's yeah. me. Okay. Remember Go Monday night Remember Monday Night Football, Frank? What do you say with that? Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Although, I don't know why, because it's, it should be doing. It should be more like... Da, 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 da. Monday Night Football. Let's see. The Dolphins taking on the Giants. I, I preview the, I'm glad we previewed this game. This game is so important for the New York Football Giants because I have to tell you, the Giants lose their... You can cancel your season. Your season's pretty much done if you lose this game tonight because... Right now, you're 5-7. and seven. The Giants have been taking so much heat and so much criticism. It's even big for the Dolphins, too, to keep their slight playoff hopes alive. So I have to say this. Whoever wins keeps their slight playoff hopes alive. Whoever loses is pretty much done. Right now, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins in this game. I said on Friday, the Giants do not, gentlemen, look very, very good heading into this game. Tom Coughlin has faced a lot of pressure and a lot of heat from the media and from New York Giant football fans after they blew a 10-point lead to the New York Jets, the little brother, the little brother that beat the older brother uh, in one heck of a game at MetLife Stadium, and maybe in a classic Jet-Giant game because they've had some pretty good ones uh, during the times they have met for the uh, for the two teams. But right now the Giants just don't look good. I don't think I just think Miami has got what it takes to go into MetLife Stadium and win. Uh, the Giants blow another 10-point lead. They're the laughing stock team of 2015 when it comes to blowing 10-point or even 13-point leads. Guys, I just can't trust the Frank? New York Giants. See, that's the point exactly, Sean, that you're making, and that's why I have to take the Miami Dolphins here tonight. The New York Giants proved that they cannot close games. And as far as them going to the playoffs, I just don't see that happening. Bad enough, the Washington Redskins kept all their hopes alive. Hey, Philadelphia, they won. Uh, forget about Dallas. Look, we knew Dallas sucked anyway. But uh, I just can't <laughs> see. Well, it's true. Look, i got to take the Miami Dolphins here in this one because I think it may, this is starting to settle in with the New York Giants that they just cannot 
win. And as far as Tom Coughlin goes, let me ask you this. Can you fire Tom Coughlin? Because it seems that there are some teams that just can't fire the head coach based on levels of success. If this were 10 years ago, okay, yeah, sure, fire Tom Coughlin. Get rid of him. Run him out of town. They wanted to run Tom Coughlin out of town after the 06 season a year before the improbable Super Bowl took place. But it seems that Tom Coughlin, maybe he's got a job forever with the New York Giants because of the two Super Bowls. Yeah, do you guys ever think about that? Yeah, but there, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Tom Coughlin in the next few weeks, what his job security will be. And Because remember, you're right, Frank, think about what happened in 07 and 2011. His job was always on the line, and the Giants had to fight to keep him as coach of the Giants. But I just don't. I don't know. Again, the next the Giants lose tonight, or they lose a couple more games. Tom Coughlin very well could be out as Giants coach. I would not be a, a bit surprised. There's a lot of pressure on the Giants. And what do you think, Josh, about Monday night's game? And do you think Coughlin's job is on the line too? I, I know you're the host, but I was just going to ask you, bud. We know what you think about the game tonight. Come on. I'm not watching. I could give a flying fake doing about See, it. There you, Sean, these Sean, there you go. Suck. <laughs> he's a piece of other trash. Um, that pretty much says it all. I'll go with the home team. Why not? I'll, I'll take the same pick and go with the home team here. I, I'm going to get more entertainment. I'd rather rewatch TLC for last night than watch this board fest tonight. <laughs> I'll go with the Dolphins. Um, yeah. That's my thoughts on the game. Sorry if I'm too succinct for you guys, but I can give a crap. Why are you apologizing? I, I that, that's your opinion. I, yeah, I, I, I feel that there should be no more Monday Night Football games. We won't because take crap it. crap like this is a lot on television. Actually, guys, can I tell you something? Okay. Guys, let me, let me see. Let me tell you something. This was this, I remember in the late nineties. Guy, interesting, Josh, you mentioned that and how about how you believe Monday night football should be flex and you did say that last week. I remember in the late nineties, you guys probably don't remember this because this was rather small talk. It wasn't serious. But there was some speculation when ABC had Monday night football back in the late nineties that there was talk of adding two of having two Monday night games every week, an A and a B game with the A game going to the majority of the country and the B game going to the two markets of the two teams playing. As the season went on, that uh, the A game would be determined by which game was better on paper. Was it the A game or the B game? Whichever game appeared to be yeah. better toward the end of the season, that game would be the A game going out to most of the country, and the B game, which would be of the, of the, the game that sucked like this, it would only go out to the two markets. Uh, you guys, you guys probably don't remember that. I do. There was some talk about that in the late '90s. Not kidding. I just think that with the way the NFL is, is that it's always becoming, in my view, an everyday thing. And think about it: this upcoming Saturday, they'll have NFL games. So it's like, wow! It's like Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday for the next few weeks. I just get so tired of it. Like just realizing that even NFL players get really, really tired of it, too, that the bodies wear out, and that I wish we could just have Sunday and Mondays and just leave it like that, you know, and just try to make the games entertaining for the entire American public. What do you guys think of Sunday night football? I like it. Uh, I've been watching Sunday night football for years, even going back to the days in the mid-'90s when it was on ESPN. I like it. I I like it. I don't think there's a problem with it at all. Uh, I think it was – like ESPN used to have Sunday night games, and then uh, 
everything kind of switched around quite a bit. So I like it. Before, uh, before we head out here, let's give out some plugs. Uh, we're at Twitter at Dot Sports Drive. Follow us at Twitter at WD Josh Lopez, at Dr. L. Frank, at Sean Man SWR. Uh, you can also check us out on Facebook, facebook.com backslash the Sports Drive with Sean Man and Josh Lopez. Uh, one thing, everybody, now we're over 700 listeners. This is pretty cool. But before we head out here, let's have the final thought. Any reflections on today's show, gentlemen? Let's start off with the big win from Blue Bubble B Indiana. Frank Sprinkle. Sadly, I will always remember this show as hearing how Rob Manfred would not lift the ban on Pete Rose. Josh, <laughs> do you have to be the bearer of bad news? I mean, really? I'm afraid I got some bad news. You know what? You know, I got a good idea. You want to be hired out to deliver bad news to people. You really should. You can make a yeah. lot of money breaking the hearts of many. Breaking the hearts, breaking the spirits, and you can cash on it, on it. What do you think, Sean? Uh, I have to say that uh, we can always remember this day where the breaking news came, and which really, really shocked a lot of people. I know it shocked me, and it's really shocked Frank, and I hear Frank is still sitting in his chair thinking, how could you do yeah. that, man, Frank? Yeah, P.O. It's never going to happen, right. guys. Steve Rose is never going to get in. He is never going to get in the rest of his life. Face it. It ain't going to happen. I wonder how people will view his legacy, but we'll leave it like that. <laughs> well, it's like it's being to me. True. That, is that it? My final thought was is that thank you all for the over 700 listeners for listening uh, to us three, uh, and thank you mate, for having us be a part of your day. Uh, we make this as pleasant, wonderful, professional, and respectful, and a lot of jokes and stuff about my bowling game or picking on two good Chicago people that I enjoy Skyping with or enjoy doing, yeah, or a guy who's hopefully maybe going to get Bumblebee pajamas for Christmas. I don't know, but I'm just teasing. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway... With that being said, thank you everybody so much for coming out and listening to us, and let's rock again tomorrow and have some more fun tomorrow with a lot of important sports talk. More gifts the better, Sean. More gifts the better. That's right. That's the thought that counts. More the better. Yeah. On that note, we're going to wrap it up there. My name is Josh Lopez. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Check out our on-demand episodes at joshjournal.com backslash TSD, or go to iTunes to Sports Drive Podcast. You'll find it right there. I think you guys will in enjoy it. So for Sean Man, the historian man, hopefully his gut it gut I don't know if he's bowling this week or not. No, but I'm not. We'll, we'll find January. Out. Not, not until bowling? January twentieth. Not until the twentieth of okay. January. Better make well, a New Year's resolution so, then. <laughs> yeah, Sean's <laughs> we'll find out Sean's New Year's resolution before Christmas time. But anyway <laughs> um for Sean Man, the gutter ball wonder, uh and of course, the big win, Frank Sprinkle. Hire him, MLB, because Frank uh, P. Rose should be back in MLB. I'm Josh Sprinkle Lopez, thanks for the snowman. Yes, thanks to the snowman for hopping on today's sports drive, and thank you all for listening. This has been the sports drive here on Jack Journal Radio, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Goodbye, and have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hire me, MLB, if Josh Lopez says so. It should be done!
All right, I guess we are off the air, so I've got some Wait, things to take care of. Oh, yeah, we are off the air. Yeah, we are yeah. off the air. Yeah, we are officially okay, off the air, gentlemen. All right, I guys need I need to have some lunch. I'm going to try to take a nap. There, get some sleep, right. you. You got four I hours I last two days. I had, to work, yeah, I had to work last night. I had to work last night. Okay. And, Josh, I know you'll be taking mm-hmm. a nap, too. Talk to you guys tomorrow. No, I won't take a nap. All right, go to Walmart, get a haircut. I'll see you later. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, all right, hon. See you later. All right, see you guys later. See you tomorrow.